Welcome to The Last Word, Ebontis' Destiny Show. I am Ty Guy Travis, and today we have a very special episode of The Last Word. Everyone, uh, we're doing something a little different. It's a new year coming up in just a few days. It's going to be 2023. And so in the spirit of all things new, we're calling this episode New Year with New Lights. And so we've got two new lights here today, people who just started playing Destiny in the year of our Lord, 2022. And so we are going to be talking to them, finding out what their experience is like, and it's going to be an awesome, awesome time, because if you haven't been playing Destiny lately, they got a bit of a new player problem. So we're going to dive right into that, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, with me today, of course, as always, is my beautiful, illustrious, beefy, macho man, sexy as hell, Co-host Ebontis, also known as Big Man Pigman. That's what they call him on the streets. Uh, e, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing good. I don't know if I can recover after that introduction, but uh, yeah, we're doing <laughs> we're doing good. I let you have the reins today because you brought a couple of friends on the show. But for a great uh, discussion here, I am looking forward to kind of getting into some of the new player experience. But yeah, just been getting out as much content as I can, enjoyed the holiday weekend, pretty chill, uh, saw my parents the day after Christmas, hung out with my wife for Christmas, and then kind of FaceTimed and chatted with a couple of different people who were all over the country. But all in all, yeah, Texas was a little cold. We're getting back to some normal temperatures. I know you never have to deal with that because you're in San Francisco and you're, um, you know, you get to avoid all weather due to Yay. your wonderful you know, geographic location, but uh, honestly, it's kind of an odd little tangent. I have been playing Need for Speed Unbound, and it's actually grown on me. Really? Yeah, I am I a played. big fan of Need for Speed, but uh, I, I've been burned by the last, like, four games. Oh, no, like, I, I mean, Need Underground 2, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, like, the old games, I loved those growing up. Could not have played, like, anyone I could get my hands on. And then after a certain point, there were, like, four in a row, as you said, that they just didn't have whatever it was. They didn't feel good. They didn't... Hit the high, and honestly, the more I'm playing this one, like there was a prologue. I'm like, I'm like, am I even gonna get to upgrade my car? Because there was no like part upgrades or anything, so I was very confused. And then finally, you get like this story beat to trigger, and then now you get like this base level, like you know, a Honda Civic, and you're upgrading it and trying to get parts, and you can customize it. And nice thing about the online community now, they can just like you can put a decal package together that somebody made and be like, click mine, don't have to worry about it. Yeah. So they're good. Fortune Horizon has that too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no Need for cool. Speed story is ever going to be like amazing or anything, but it's like it's it's fine enough. But honestly, the driving, the cops, and just like the right amount of arcadey balance, and then kind of the way I don't know if you saw any trailers for Unbound. They have that like stylized, almost like um, I don't even know the right way to describe it. It's almost like cartoon effects. Like when the wheels are burning mm -hmm. out, there's like colorful lines around them and there's like fake smoke clouds. Like cell shading or something? Yeah, cell shading. Thank you. That's yeah. kind of the right terminology. And I've just kind of been having fun. Like I'm, if you're in a five heat, like trying to get away from the cops, it's legit. Like it actually feels like an actual fun race to get away from. And, and in real life too. Also. Yeah, of course. But fun to get away like from if you haven't played Need for Speed in a while, if you feel like you've been burned for a while, what I did is I actually picked it up through EA Play Pro because if there's, I want to play Jedi Survivor. I know that's going to happen. So that's like 70 bucks anyway. So then if Wild Heart, Need for Speed, Dead, uh, Dead Space, if any of those speak to you, it pays for itself. Like, and it covers the year. So that was why 
for a hundred bucks, I got Need for Speed now, and I'll get you know Jedi Survivor later, plus a couple of others. So for me, kind of a no brainer. Nice. But that was kind of my tangent. But yeah, living in Destiny up until about yesterday when Dim turned off. But we'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure uh, will. So now well, back to you, so we can get to know some of our uh, some of our guests. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's hop into that. I I myself I you know, forsake the holidays. I've done nothing of note, but I've been catching up on my backlog of games. It's been great. And I've been playing Destiny. It's a great time to catch up on a game that I have to neglect uh, in favor of reviewing terrible games all year. So, um, yeah, we're going to go ahead and hop in here. So, very special guests today. They are uh, some of my real-life friends. Uh, they are gamers. They're people that uh, I share a table with when we play our monthly tabletop RPG game, uh, and they're great guys. And I brought them on today because I've mentioned them on a couple past shows about how I know people who've recently started playing Destiny and how talking to them is kind of hilarious. Um, so I want to introduce uh, first off uh, our our guy who's been playing a little bit longer. His name is Brandon. Uh, he is a lawyer. Uh, he uh, has started playing Destiny. I think maybe. Six months ago, Brandon would be accurate about six months ago. So he's pretty new to it. And he has gone the route of um, getting really, really deep into the game. Uh, I know him from playing tabletop RPGs that he's a very mechanically driven person. He loves min maxing. He's that guy who will become the rules lawyer and dig in really deep. And so naturally he has gravitated toward the high end uh, PVE and PVP uh, content and destiny and min max does load out and gone really, really deep with it. So that's one perspective we're going to have here today. And then our second guest, uh, which I think is in the upper left-hand corner here uh, is Paul, uh, also known as Dr. DJ Funk. Um, he is uh, a hilarious guy who I've known for uh, a while now. And um, he started playing Destiny maybe two months ago, pretty yeah, like two recently. Months. Two months ago. And uh, he is more of a casual player. He's definitely not the type to jump in and try to figure out mechanics. He's more the type to come in and try to have a good time with friends and uh, immediately become frustrated when stuff doesn't make sense. And so he's going to be a very fun voice to have on the show. So uh, those are our two guests. First, Brandon, uh, you know, say hi to the folks that are watching at home. Uh, yeah, hello everyone. Uh, I am an attorney by day, as Travis noted. Uh, I do a little bit of a constitutional law scholarship on California constitutional law, so if you Google me, that's probably mostly what you'll find. Uh, and uh, Travis is absolutely correct. I, I tend not to have a ton of time for video gaming, so when I pick a game, I just pick it and go in and, and go deep. And uh, I guess one benefit of Destiny 2 is that there's a lot of depth to it. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that has a lot of trade-offs, but that's probably what's kept me hooked so far. And the other thing has probably been the uh, the community actually is far less toxic than most communities I've interacted with in terms of video games. So uh, yeah. people are eager to help. And that's probably the only reason I have, I have stayed is that uh, the community has been so great at working together to, I think, help new players when they're aware of them existing. So so that's been helpful to me to getting, I guess, up to speed. Awesome. Nice. Great. And then, Paul, go ahead. Uh, let's, let's give you an intro, too. Say hello. Hello. Hi, Paul. Um, so... <laughs> I am, and I'll give a little bit of background myself too. I actually do work in the in the gaming industry myself. Uh, I work for Xbox specifically. Um, nothing glamorous, so I, I work on the sales side uh, of of the marketing piece of Xbox. So, helping games get sold to companies like you know uh, the Best Buys and the and the Amazons and the WalMarts of the world. Nothing too glamorous. So you get um, to work yeah, with all the buyers. I, 
Yeah, yeah, I work uh, in conjunction with buyers or adjacent to buyers. Um, I'm on the worldwide team, so it's a little less uh, oh, nice. customer-facing, a little bit more, you know, working with all the regional leads. But that's what I do. Um, so because of that, I am pretty tapped into the video game industry, so I'm always constantly watching what games are coming out, what, what games we think are going to do well. Um, and, you know, Desky's been something I've kind of had an on-and-off relationship with in terms of interest and not interested in it. I did give it a try years ago, Destiny 1, and at the end, like the tail end of Destiny 1, and it was cool. I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was pretty fun. But I had already been kind of committed to some other, you know, MMOs. I was like, I can't pick up another MMO. I was, like, playing three at the time. I was like, there's no way. There's no way I'll be able to find the time to do this. So... I dropped it, um, but recently, uh, Resurgence of Friends, he was like, you know what, let's just all play Destiny, because we're getting tired of the competitive shooters we've been playing, because that's mostly what I've been playing lately, it's things like Valorant, Overwatch, Apex, and it's just, it's wearing thin, we're just looking for something to just chill, play, and hang out, and it feels like Destiny's going to be that game. Awesome. Nice. So, uh, I think this is probably the point where we segue to talking about the New Light experience. So, the uh, the New Light experience, which is the experience Bungie has created creative uh for new players uh to destiny is something that the community as a whole has bemoaned but i don't think it's something that gets enough attention because it tends to be a little echo chambery in the destiny uh the destiny world where people are kind of all talking about destiny and they've been playing it for years and everyone they know has been playing it for years and then when somebody from the outside comments on it they're like you don't know the game go away uh which you know we're all we're all very defensive of, of destiny only we can talk shit about destiny okay because Basically. it's our game um so uh, but I, I, I'm very curious to hear your guys's initial reaction to getting into destiny, any sort of barriers of entry that you experienced, any sort of weirdness when you first logged on, I'm just interested to hear kind of your overall thoughts on, uh, how they guided you into the game and how you found your path there and any interesting anecdotes along the way, because Ibantus and I, people have been playing this game for eight years, really have no idea what a new player experience is. Uh, and there's so many things we take for granted and knowledge that we just carry with us about this game that's so so ingrained that when we think about new players, we kind of just go, wow, I didn't even think about that. Like the fact that, you know, Brandon, I'm sure you're going to talk about mods and oh, get acquiring yeah. them. I was like, I know that's that. a thing. Number, number one. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. Number one for Brandon because he's, a, he, he's a, a stats guy. He's oh, definitely yeah. going to have fun there. So, um, Paul, thing, let's start with I was going to ask one more thing. Um, yeah. Because I am curious to even before, I'm curious if you guys can, if you're, you know, know more of the exacts about one, what it was like purchasing Destiny. Ooh. Yes. And then also, yeah, yeah. I want to ask you guys if you know what kind of season you started in to kind of give context to where it is. So those were the two that I wanted to add is like, if you know what the purchasing situation was like, and then also what season it was you actually kind of jumped in. Yeah, so maybe we should just start at like uh, when you started and what the process was like getting in and all of that fun stuff. And then we can get into the actual content of the game. Uh, Paul, let's start with you. What what happened when you wanted to boot up Destiny two months ago and you and your friends decided you were going to play it? <laughs> two months ago, okay. Well, okay. well, well yeah. let's, let's go a little bit further back, right? So, I mean, to be fair, I did buy the game like two years ago or a year and a half ago. Whenever Beyond Light came out is when I actually bought okay. Destiny 2. And I I bought it with like, you know, it was like a sale and like Green Man Gaming or something came with everything. I was like, awesome. I was like, cool, I'll buy the game, check it out. Only to jump in and find out there's a bunch of vaulted content. I didn't know what that meant at the time. Like, <laughs> so I just bought all these expansions and I can't even play them. I was like, well, this kind of sucks. <laughs> and so it was like my first experience right out the gate was that. And it wasn't a great one. Honestly, we played probably about a month and then we we're like, okay, we're done with this. I'm not going to 
really want to jump into this right now. And so now here we go, fast forward. And that was probably, I put like 10 hours max into the game. Now I've put, I think, God, I'll check Steam later, but I think like 80 hours into the game so far in the last few months. So a decent amount, right? And uh, yeah, the big thing for me is I, I jumped right in, completely lost as, as far as like what's happening lore-wise. I, I don't know where things are. I don't know who's who. Um, I didn't really pay attention the first time around. Like this time, I was like, okay, I'll put a little bit more attention. Still kind of lost. I do appreciate the Witch Queen being a very linear story because it's just like it's easy to follow. It's easy to understand what's happening in that. But the rest of it, oh my god! I remember I came on. I think after I beat the Witch Queen campaign, like you know, two three days later, and it was like cutscene after cutscene after cut. It was like eight cutscenes played. I think in in sequence when I logged on, and I'm like, who are these people? And it was for each <laughs> different expansion too. It wasn't for the Witch oh, Queen. It was for all the which seasons. It's for all the seasons. They're just playing back to back to back to back. And I'm like, what is happening? And I was just like, I was so confused. <laughs> so what what sort of stuff was playing during that sequence? Like, what were you? What like, were you it saying? was just like, there was like a, like, obviously, like, I kind of had a, a gist by that point. I was like, I was like, who's this guy? Is like his head smoke. It's like, oh, that's the witness. And he's trying to, you know, go after, uh, uh, you know, go after Earth. It's just, it was just like all these things. And I, I left and I came back and then there was uh there's a guy kissing a robot. I'm like, oh man, this is crazy. I was like, <laughs> it just felt like because I was like grabbing a drink and then coming back, and I was like, this is uh so crazy to have happened like at the uh, at the time of just like it, it was so weird seeing it all just in in non sequiturs, right? It was almost like the comedy show in that sense because you're just like you leave. That's why I'm like, okay, maybe I should have just stayed and watched everything that was happening instead of just like walking away and coming back at random points. But <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. I'm like, okay, what is the traveler? Is it just a ball? Is it a, is it actually an organic entity? Like, what is it? And I'm like, it's just there. And this guy, the witness wants to take care of it. It's like, okay, he's got an army and there's these, you know, like there's the Vex, there's the fallen, there's the, Forsa like, it's just like, there's so much. Oh my God. The lore drops are crazy. It's like, expect me to read like five books before I really get into it. I feel like yeah, <laughs> for yeah. a four hour and live then, video. It's your call. Yeah, yeah exactly. So between the witness and robots making out, I think you've got a lot of ground to cover. Um, yeah. so yeah, uh, I, I also, by the way, I think all players are still wondering themselves what the traveler is. I, I don't think we've gotten an answer. Okay. To that so that's, either, that's so. not, I'm not the only yeah, one. That's okay. just, yeah. Just, yeah. That, it's a God. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. All right, cool. Brandon, how about you, buddy? Okay, so I'll break this down first into purchasing experience, and then I'll go initially being lost, and in some of that lore topic I want to briefly hit on as It's well a lawyer for you. Bullet points working yeah, down the list, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah, I'll, I'll outline <laughs> it from the beginning. So purchasing experience. Um, I'm a guy who has disposable income, and I'm not going to complain about how cheap or how expensive something is. Video gaming is a cheap hobby, at least in my view, relative to other things I could be wasting my money on, right? But I find the pricing of a lot of the game, especially as a new player, really difficult to swallow. Like, I was able to just throw cash at it. But part of the difficulty I had was things like people saying, oh, you should get the, the 20th anniversary edition because it has Gallerhorn. And I'm like, I'm not paying $40. I don't care how good the rocket launcher is. I'm not paying $40 for a rocket launcher, right? Like, there's other parts of it as well. Um, but you could play, you know, you could play the, uh, I forget, Dares of Eternity for free. So why would I even bother? So there was a lot of decision at the time of like, do I really want to spend $100 on a game I'm just starting? Or $180, I think, if you buy everything together. I actually chose to jump onto the Steam platform instead of Xbox because the sales in that very moment made it cheaper and more reasonably priced. Um, and then, yeah, I bought a lot of things. Fortunately, the, a lot of the stuff that was vaulted was only like $8 on sale. So I, I didn't hate the fact that I was buying a bunch of content I actually couldn't play. Um, I was mostly paying for weapons at that point, like Xenophage and whatnot. So, uh, so that 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 was an interesting experience. Probably the more something I found out later that irritated me the most about the purchasing process 
was that the dungeons are $20 standalone. That's insane. That's utterly insane. Like, I'm okay paying $10 every season. I think there's a lot of value, even if the stories are kind of eh, mediocre or not great, and the content gets boring or repetitive. But $20 for a dungeon, unless you buy the deluxe, right? So basically, you're, I don't want to say you're bullied, but you kind of push toward buying the deluxe edition, uh, when I don't even know if I want to play all the seasons yet. So so that, that to me, is, is someone who actually has no problem spending money on a game. Thanks. I think there's a few screwy things about the, the the pricing, which I'm sure would scare a lot of players away. So, and then if you do the free to play only experience, it's pretty brutally bad, and you just you just don't have access to a lot of the weapons or options that most other people assume you have, right? When you go into a raid and or you a dungeon, can miss or out on like, like nightfall strikes, just random stuff like that that you wouldn't even think. Or sure, it's just part of it, and all of a sudden the nightfall is just not available because you don't own the expansion. You're like, really? Yeah. Like, those yep. are yeah. Like yeah, I looked so it up on Green Man Gaming right yeah. now. Sorry to interrupt because I was curious because oh, I'd seen ahead. the sale. So if anybody does hear this is a relatively new player, free player, for example, you can get for Steam at least. This is the main place that I see it on. You can get the Witch Queen Deluxe, the Legacy Collection, which is Forsaken Beyond Light and Shadow Keep, and the 30th anniversary, all of that for 64 bucks. So if you So want, that's more reasonable. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> But that's that, also that's a good price. Well, like yeah. that kind of brings but up you also you also have to do research on what to buy to get the that's oh, exactly the sucks, you know right? is like yeah, no person comes into this game yeah. being like well I guess I should just get which queen I think and then yeah, do I get a season it's, it's yeah it's super unclear like if I was buying the it, like also their terminology isn't in line with what most terminologies is like if I buy the deluxe edition of a game I assume it has some cosmetic stuff added onto it that's an extra $10 or at the very most like a season pass. I don't know that that means I'm going to get locked out of dungeons and like primary content and stuff like that. So it sort of feels like yeah. it's just it should be like press button buy game, right? If they're going to sell yeah. the game at all and I'm I'm on the team they shouldn't it should be free to play, but uh yeah, if they're going to sell it at all, it should they should just make it simpler. So it's interesting to hear. So when you guys bought the game initially, my guess is it sounds like Paul, you made a mistake because you bought something and then found out you couldn't play you, a lot of. What'd you like? You bought yeah. Beyond Light and kind of the old stuff. You bought like that older. Yeah, collection. he bought yeah. like the, I bought, the, I bought the Legacy collection. collection and I bought yeah. Beyond Light and I had no idea like half the Legacy collection was wasn't playable until afterwards. I had some friends who played Destiny pretty consistently. Like, oh yeah, we can't play any of that stuff. I'm like, oh great, that's awesome. <laughs> After you bought it, yeah, yeah, it would have been so. nice. If, like, there's a disclaimer, like warning: half of the stuff is vaulted. Yeah, Forsaken campaign gone. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and you never finish that stuff, obviously, because you said you only played like ten hours. So, yeah, 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 it, yeah. It, I, I, it's it's a good, good point on the deluxe too that you're raising, Travis. Which is because if I if I knew the deluxe had the the issue is when you want to go back and upgrade to the deluxe after you made the I guess mistake of not committing fully yet to the deluxe, and then you realize oh this is actually chock full of content. It is a super huge price, but you've got a lot more actual substantive content that I wanted to play. Like for me, I don't, you know, microtransact all the cosmetics you want. I don't care about that. I don't care about buying deluxe editions for a cosmetic or something yeah. that usually just yep. does not appeal to me. But when I'm actually locked out of like, you know, super relevant weapons or uh, substantive content, um, you know, not being able to do duality and then saying, oh, fine, okay, I want to buy it in, in the in the store, the Everwear store, and it's 20 bucks in the, in the silver or whatever, which, of course, I don't want to buy silver. Then, it, then it's going to be some weird increment. I'm never going to be able to buy, uh, it, you know, as all my... Oh, yeah. So I was like, I have 100 silver sitting in my account. I, I, I promised myself it's not going up <laughs> uh, as a commitment. But, uh, you know, I don't buy all this content in the world. But, uh, yeah, it was one of those, like, fine, I guess I'll just go upgrade. Fortunately, there was an upgrade process from regular to deluxe. But even then, I just knew, I you know, it, it, because I didn't, I guess, purchase in advance, I'd screwed myself at the same time. 
really hard to know if you're going to want to play or if you enjoy the content. Is it really worth buying? I really hate pre-ordering things too. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's a big thing in the gaming community is a discussion like, should we be pre-ordering all this stuff all the time because we're not incentivizing game devs to make content that entices people to buy it after launch? Well, more and right? more people so. keep getting burned on the pre-order front. I mean, Destiny aside, out of like whether it's bugs on a season or anything else, like you never know if you're going to get a cyberpunk or if you're going to get, you know, you have some yeah. expectation with a couple. Like Nintendo tends to ship a complete product. You've got a couple Sony studios that are going to do that. You know, generally something, you know, from say like an Obsidian, like a Pentiment is going to be solid. You've got an Outer Wilds. Like there's certain ones that you know, but there's a lot of question marks. I mean, I don't think people would expect Gotham Knights to have such a divisive situation or <laughs> uh, what was the Sorry, one that guys. launched? What was the one that launched recently that had the horrible? Oh, um, Callisto Protocol. Like, you know, they shipped a bug and it was like they had to fix zero, like fix a number or something. And then the it ran better. But like that day one experience was not good until the patch came out. And it's. There's so much of a reliance on day one patches when you pre-order, as you guys said, you do dis disincentivize them to make a complete game, which is while Nintendo has their own issues of beating to their, you know, dancing to the beat of their own drum, they do tend to ship at least a complete product. So it's yeah. hard to get those all the time. Also, yeah, here's my recommendation. Anybody out there who wants to stop pre-ordering games, I highly recommend um, starting to review games because when you review games, you just, you can't, you can't pre-order any of them because you don't know if you're going to be reviewing it. And if you review it, then you get a free copy. So then you're just like, oh, well, I mean, I might review that game. So like, <laughs> I guess I just can't pre-order anything. There's a bunch of landmines everywhere. There you go. Problem so solved. Just change just your career. Yeah. Change yeah. your career. Easy. Exactly. No big <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Um, cool. So you guys are, are, are getting into uh, Destiny. So now that you've uh, gotten past the opening cut scenes and that sort of stuff, what were um, kind of the initial finicky stuff that you dealt with to actually get into the sandbox to get geared to get leveled one of the things as an example i know we talked about the mods already for you brandon i think we had also talked about maybe it was paul about how you don't have access to certain subclasses because of having to go and beat campaigns on each character and oh, some of that yeah. weird stuff really okay. yeah right yeah the, well, like, even, oh, now, oh. now that you just you just go and meditate as long as you have the the glimmer for you can just go and talk to yeah that's it, true Corey ray is that her name i core ray yeah I yeah. Yeah. Go, yeah yeah just talk to her and, and you can just get it but i think you can yeah, get stasis the, no so yeah uh, no, the light no. subclasses yeah yeah, yeah so you can darkness light. i stopped it. i've never finished beyond light so i don't have stasis Exactly. Yeah. So okay. there's entire subclasses and builds that you guys don't have because you haven't yeah. gone back and you would have to go and beat beyond light to get stasis. Right. Well, yeah. and so. yeah. And on top of that, you have to now I've heard and I haven't confirmed this for myself yet, but I've heard that the fragments you only have to get once through all those goofy little yep. quests you do with, yeah. uh, with, with the, the exo stranger. Um, but they're still so, weekly. It's like a weekly ritual, right? So like you a weekly to like ritual to do it twice. Right. Yeah. And then you get the mm -hmm. fragments eventually for everyone, I guess, but I still have to beat the campaign on each character character to get the aspects in my understanding that so right. correct. yeah so yeah. so i so i did it on my hunter and i was like man i don't know if i'm doing this ever again <laughs> any other character i i might uh and then to speak even from a new light i know this is glimmer is like a nothing resource to any you know player who's been here for a while and you're probably constantly capped and just figuring out things to burn it on but as a starting player twenty five thousand glimmer per fragment is just i i basically spent my entire initial like month or two of the game feeling like I was just constantly broke. Like no, I was just bankrupting myself. 
to buy. I went into uh, my Deepstone Crypt, and it was, I, I, it was everybody was told I was brand new. I didn't know what I was doing. Like, please, you know, be understanding. And at one point, they're like, oh, you need to switch to Blade Brush. And I was like, I don't have it because <laughs> I, <have>, I couldn't <laughs> afford buying spending 7500 glimmer to grab blade barrage i was broke uh so you know so i was like it's i'm sticking on how many legendary game. shards do yeah. you each have oh that's I'm a interesting good yeah good question i don't I, know i have yeah. to look uh i yeah. used to be constantly broke uh at the end of last season season the plunder i did the super like min maxi thing of like waiting to get all of my engrams until the end of the season so i could get the most perk rolled because i reset all the vendors a million times and so after like getting you know going through like 200 or 300 different engrams uh i got up to about 3,000 legendary shards nice not uh, bad and then now i'm down to about 2,000. but like i have to be captain frugal and all you i wish captain why frugal. can't there be this is the yeah, this is the first game where I've where I've where I've been really like I just prayed for an exploit to come out on legendary shards like a, a lot of you folks had back in the day because I would just love to have fifty thousand or hundred thousand legendary shards. I can't believe like to focus some weapons I have to spend a hundred legendary shards to do that for each roll. Like I just that's I can't that's just a non option to me for the most part. I'll do it a couple times, yeah. get really disappointed, and then you know stop because yeah, otherwise yeah, it's not worth it. Fo- focusing yeah. focusing is only for legacy players because it's yeah. just like, I have three hundred thousand legendary shards. It's Are like, you like, serious? Like, yeah, I do. Well, I, I have like nine thousand, but I was like, I don't. I, have but that. I but I uh, the thing about me is that I dismantle everything because I, as you know, I'm completely irreverent to rolls and yeah. I don't oh, spend okay. I don't spend them on anything too. I also just like hoard them. <laughs> like for a while, I was like. I was like, I can't let myself get below two that 150,000. Every time I went lower, I would like not spend them for a while. I don't know why. I don't know what I think yeah, is going like, to happen. I don't know what game. you're going to spend that on. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah, the I'm like too, the guy, like, I'm like for... the guy like burying his money in the backyard because he thinks the apocalypse is going. It's like all that. on the banana stand. <laughs> Which, by yeah. the way, the apocalypse is coming. Witness. Uh, no, but oh, like, that's yeah. an interesting thing, too, because I've seen some people who are like very avid, like frequent players who've been playing for a long time if they go try and like this trials weekend where they were trying to dump a bunch of where they could kind of cheese the card and they could get the adept hand cannon over and over and over but they were like they were down to like four legendary shards and these were players that have been in the game for years and i'm going up like i don't even know how many times i would get a chance to do that much less them because it's like twenty five thousand glimmer a pop and all of a sudden i'm like just as you said i'm exchanging currency for glimmer but you don't have three thousand here always pieces from precision shots on Europa that you can just dump into more glimmer. You're just like, yeah, I'm out. So yeah, how... I'll, st- I'll stick to my God roll Austin at that point and yeah. just accept that other people get the new hotness. That's fine. So how do you guys have any idea how many, um, enhancement cores you have ballpark? I know dims down. Oh, the, the... Do you know what really enhancement core right? is Paul? Yeah. Better question. <laughs> okay. I have, I have them. No, no. I think I, I don't. I don't. They are the you ones that actually led you to look. Those like are the ones that look like ru- those orange. are the ones that look like rupees, like orange rupees. Yeah, yeah. And those are the ones I've that got... cap out at like fifty, right or twenty. No, those just... those are the ones that cap at like nine 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 a stack. Yeah. Okay, Prisms okay, okay. are fifty. Those actually look like a crystal. And then yeah, the golf yeah. ball is the enhanced, uh, the ascendant shard. Okay, okay. That's uh, the big yellow golf ball. That caps at so 10. Brandon, Brandon's probably doing pretty well. He might be doing better than me, even. Uh, I've got about because... 60 cores, but that's because I've been oh, spending them bad. left and right. So, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Probably I don't have many. I have a lot. I have, a, I have so yeah. many resources, I have no idea what they do in my bag. I just look at them, and I'm like, my there's eyes glaze over. There's a page of, I mean, the 50 currencies can get filled up, if that tells you anything. So, I mean, I can I've, understand. I've, I actually have been hurting for current inventory space because the they give you 50 blocks. And yep. 
they max out and then you're oh, just you're like, baking oh my all God, the cookies man. right now that makes it even oh, worse dude it's crazy so it's, i did want to ask you guys much. with regards to sorry i'm probably gonna derail things yeah. as we go but the leveling experience so what was it like new player leveling first time you've realized you kind of had to infuse something how how was the leveling experience easy to understand, convoluted, and then where did you feel like you hit some walls? Either one of you, just go. <laughs> I'll, I'll go first. Yeah, okay. I'll jump in. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, infusing at first, I was like, okay, infusing is pretty neat. That's nice. Um, it's helpful when you have something you like and it's too low of level. You just grab something else that's junk and infuse it. Um, as a new player, now it's less of an issue. Uh, but as a new player, uh, anytime I had to use an upgrade module to do that, it was just like, I'm just going to bankrupt myself again, grab an upgrade module to level up. Uh, but for me, I think for the most part, the leveling up process was okay. I think as I've, one of the most heartbreaking moments I had, I think, was I knew the artifact reset every season. I understood that. So you level, those go away. Look, the seasonal artifact comes with new things to shake up the meta. You get all these rewards and goodies. You know, look, it's, it's, there's trade-offs. I don't like, I'm the kind of guy who wish I could level up to the max level and just let me play the game at that point, please. Uh, you know, especially as long as I can make the skill checks, you want to gate, gate other things to make sure I'm not jumping in and doing content I shouldn't be. That's fine. Uh, gear checks or whatever, but uh, you know, I, I don't want to level up every three months. And I found out that the pinnacle grind happens every three months, so yeah. that just broke my heart. And it, it it upsets me because I sit on like fifteen eight. Well, this season it's fifteen eighty nine boots until I think just recently. Like I just always sit with like one piece off perpetually, and it hurts. You know, for many players, like I don't care. Most of the activities they want to do don't depend on light level or power level, which is great. But the two things I like to do the most probably are high in PVP and GM Nightfall. So Trials oh. and GM Nightfalls are among the last two things that, you know, you're gated. You need to be at a certain power level. So uh, the Pinnacle Grind, I just, I hate. It's hot garbage. It feels like I just, I hate pulling a slot machine to hope that I get the piece in the right slot. I, I Of the many third-party, I use like four different third-party things that I can't use because Dems now, or the <laughs> APIs now. Yep. So, but one of them was Destiny Optimizer because I don't want to have to sit there and, and think about which which pinnacle I need to run because, you know, I run the most inefficient one and then now I've screwed myself out of an upgrade for that week. Right. So like I sit there and literally stare at destiny optimizer constantly to, to help me get the pinnacle grind done f faster. So I can, it's just, it's like that South Park episode where the world of Warcraft and at the end of it, they're like, what do we do now? Now we could, now we can play the game. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the pinnacle grind. for me. It's like, now I get to play the game. Uh, you know, so that to me is, uh, that to me was the worst part of the seasonal artifact. Actually, I don't mind that at all. I wish there was no leveling. My understanding is that Bungie has that because players have insisted on, you know, number go up, yep. you know, chemical and brain feel good. So, um, I, I'm not going to take that away from people or be the jerk who says you can't have I fun am. or do the thing. Yeah. I, yeah. So I would, we'll I would second that's a Travis motion, and me. Yeah, we'll that's fine. Yep. yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, for me, so so yeah, that's been the biggest biggest hiccup was like the pinnacle grind having finding out that that refreshed every three three months. I was just like, I don't know if I want to do this again. I mean, that's, I have so far, but ugh, so that's a legit. That's probably a big legit wall for especially if I mean, yeah, you you mentioned grandmasters specifically trials, but grandmasters, as you know, they have a certain cap that you get into, but they're also yeah. contest. So there's no benefit in going above that. So however you get there, it doesn't matter. Now, obviously your gear being higher helps you, you know, the artifact is another piece of that. But of course, once you get to that level, you can't go above it, but you're like, this is my always question, which I would love to ask them. Why not make grandmasters like 1550 to enter 
But it was like, you know, if you hit 1580 and you understand or you played for a while, how, you know, make sure you do a couple number of boxes, but like 1550, it's still going to contest you anyway. It's not going to matter. It's still going to be a challenge, but it's just going to, and more people can try it. And I think that would help a lot of people, especially as you was like, I don't want to do the pinnacle grind this week, but hey, guess what? Maybe I don't have to, and I can still go try a GM. It's like, there's not the, all it is to me is a time barrier. And that's yeah. what's. I only do one character. I don't do all three. I used to do all three. I keep, I just, I live on my Titan. I do the pinnacle on him, but I typically don't even always raid unless it's like a raiding season. I have a group, but I've been, I'm seeing 1590 drops like now, like this week, like week four for me. And that's just for me doing pinnacles and dungeons and trying to, you know, be a little efficient and not blowing all my pinnacle drops at the same time. But no, I'm hundred percent with you on that one. The pinnacle grind Every season when it's like, I can do a GM today, but tomorrow I won't be able to when that new season comes out. Doesn't feel great. <laughs> no, I don't enjoy that. And, and I think I think what you said, you nailed it on the head with the GMs. I, I think also Bungie's resistance to doing matchmaking for certain uh, game settings like GM Nightfalls. Yep. That's supposed to, I think, protect or curate against you getting matchmade drop into a group with people who really just shouldn't be in the list. Right. Yep. Or you're just going to have a yeah. terrible time. It lets you uh, vet loadouts in advance, right? The LFG on the app, when the app is up and the API is working, the LFG on the app is great. Uh, the Discord, I just recently discovered when because of the API going down. So if there's one benefit of the API going down, it's uh, the big giant LFG Discord is actually super helpful. Um, nice. So I use that and uh, yeah, you can vet people that way. So if, if Bungie is going to have a philosophy, which I think is a sound philosophy of not having matchmaking on some of the more difficult content um, to make sure you can vet each other, make sure you're comfortable with each other first, then you don't need light level to gate people. You don't need that that bar. I think for matchmaking content, it makes sense to have some sort of gateway that's easy for Bungie to implement for the players who don't get to choose their teammates. But um, if you're, if I'm choosing my own teammates to begin with, why do I need, you know, I, I can look at your loadout and see if you know what you're doing. You know, do you have the champ mods? Is your build at least half decent? Are you trying? Is your resilience 40, you know, <laughs> um, going into high end PvE content? Those are things you can look at very quickly and figure out, is this player, am I going to have a terrible time? Am I carrying this person? Am I helping them? Or are they actually going to, you know, contribute equally if that's what you need for that particular context? Yeah. So. Uh, Brandon, how would you feel if you knew that um a couple years ago the seasonal level grind was 50 levels a season yeah pinnacle was still 10 um, but powerful was 50 instead of a 10 as well Uh, that sounds awful it all depends on how quickly it progresses i guess at the end of the day right so if the numbers are going up you know uh, not not quickly no then uh, i mean it was there are more powerfuls i would have quit the game i wouldn't be playing I don't think I'd be playing. That's that's like, just brutal. Yeah, yeah, there are more powerfuls than pinnacles, but yeah, it's like unless you did all three characters perfectly optimized and all this other stuff, some people would somehow be in like the pinnacle grind in week one. But the average person, no, you wouldn't be. You'd be halfway there, something yeah. like that, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you should you should definitely the game the I think the scaling should assume that the person plays one character, right? Like I think I've the, I got early advice as a brand new player of like how do I deal with all this leveling? You know, pinnacle count. They're like, well, what you need to do is hop on all three of your characters and do all these things. And I was like, I don't have time for that. And if yeah. I don't have time yeah. to enjoy it in the way that I want to, I'm probably just not. You know, it's for me, it's a very like I get into games, I get into deep, I want to take them seriously. And if I can make, I can fit that in my schedule, great. If I have to do three times the amount of invest, time investment I thought I was going to have to do, I'm probably just going to do yeah. none of it. Yeah. So destiny players will always tell you that the solution to your destiny problems is more destiny. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, man, I'm 10th, I'm 10th, 
I'm ten thousand dollars in the hole at the at the casino. How do I get out? And double down, go, double down, double, double down, double or nothing. Buy more. Dive deeper. Yeah. yeah. So Buy low, sell high. Wait, huh? No. Um, okay. So now. Okay, now I'm blanking. Yeah. Like what, Nate? What's Paul. your name again? What? Paul. Okay, Paul. Paul. Yeah, Paul. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Paul. Okay, Paul. Um, what's the leveling experience like been for you? Because I know you you dabbled in Beyond Light before, so you kind of got a little bit yeah. of a tease. But then now coming back, any like r- bad reminders or anything that's come up for you, or kind of going through the experience post Witch Queen now? Like, how's it been for you? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing I came to this game, you know, I think part of it is like, I think this game definitely has an identity crisis. Does it want to be a MMO? Does it want to be a FPS? Or does it want to be MMO FPS? Or does it want to be like a looter and shooter, something like a Borderlands or something like a, I don't know, not an Anthem, but I mean, that's not a great example. Option you know D, what I mean? All of the above. All of the above, right? And so I think I feel that. And then also kind of feels like Diablo too, right? A little bit of that old school Diablo feel to it as yep. well, like Diablo yep. 1, 2, and 3. And, you know, which I'm familiar with. I'm like, okay, I know how the grind can go, but at least, like, you know, and I'm not saying Diablo 3 is a perfect game, like, no, by any means, but at least Diablo 3 is, like, I can level up really fast and get to the part of the game that I want to get to. I feel like in Destiny, it's it's a grind to level. Like, I got through Witch Queen, I got like, a good amount of light level off of it, and they do give you a good amount of gear right out the gate. I think yeah. it's, like... Uh, was like fourteen fifty, like right away when you when you first get on after you buy everything with the deluxe edition. I can't remember. I think it might uh, be, basically it's like if you beat the legendary campaign, they'll give you like a big boost, but like partway yeah, through yeah. the powerful grind. I knew they did that before. I wasn't sure what it dropped you at now, but yeah, I think it's it's either fifteen thirty or, or something of that nature. I can't remember exactly what it is. It's it's a it was a decent amount though for the for the gear. But then after that, it's like oh my god, Dares of Eternity is what I did for like. 30 hours that's all i did oh. <laughs> like no. my whole life was just running through that over and over and because i was like what's the most efficient way that was my initial thought i was like i just want to get to max light level so i can start doing stuff i want to do and that seemed like to be the most efficient like based on like the time and the effort and the type of gear that i would get out of it and so i was like all right what can i get my light level to climb up the fastest it was that and honestly it's just like man it is i feel like there's so many games that put you on the hamster wheel but this is definitely up there like in terms of like, I feel like I'm just constantly running up that hamster wheel. I'm never getting to the top. Uh, it's always like, it's almost there. Here's the carrot. Um, but yeah, my, my experience is it's not been terrible. Like, uh, like to Brandon's point, like the leveling's okay. It's not the best, um, but it's not the worst either. Like I've, I've definitely played other MMOs where like the level grind was so terrible. I just stopped. I, perfect example, New World. Like I got halfway yeah. through leveling in that game and I was like, forget this. I was like, I'm done. Yep. And that was like 120 hours in. I barely hit like 40 or whatever i think level cap was like 50 or 60 in that game i was yeah, like that, forget that, this that like, slowed no pretty fast yeah that slowed up really really fast at least this like there's a lot of catch-up mechanics there's a lot of ways for you to get to uh where you want to go but once you get there i think it gets overwhelming because then the game opens up and there's like 15 different directions it wants to pull you in it's like oh there's here there's there there's this i'm looking at my quest log there's like 10 different quests i got like eight exotic quests now and i'm like oh my god there's so <laughs> many things to approach this is crazy just like spin the wheel and see which one you want to do, I guess. And then that's when you start asking your friends who play Destiny. Like, I'm like, hey, Travis, what should I actually do? Because I know there's like a million things I can do, but what actually matters? You know, and I, I've been like reaching out to my Destiny friends about that. And they're like, oh, just do this, this, and this. And I, I approach it that way. But even then, it still feels overwhelming because, you know, my, my old school MMO brain is like, I want to see the quest log go to zero. I don't like seeing my quest log filled with things that I can't do. And I think with Destiny, it's like there's so much in there that you're constantly thinking about that. It's constantly driving you to go, hey, you better fix this or finish it. Like, you're only halfway done with this quest. All you have to do is another 20 hours and grind it out, and you'll finally finish it. Like, cool, that's one less quest in my quest log. 
And so that's what kind of it feels like to me. It's just like that endless hamster wheel. And I feel like I'm always going to be trying to catch up. And so I, I think my approach to the game has been, I don't know what Travis has told me before. It's like, the goal is to not hate Destiny. So I will just play it until it's not fun for the day. And then I'm like, all right, I'm done. That is <laughs> that is a good way to be healthy with Destiny. Because for one, there are other games, very good ones out there you should definitely experience. Yeah. And two, yeah, if you get to a point where you're not, and this is any game. If you're not having fun mm -hmm. with any game, take a break, go do something else, play something different, go watch a movie, go take a walk, touch grass, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, it's kind unless, of what, unless you're playing a game where the point is to not have fun, right? I mean, that's yes. Nerf Legends, and that's your job, but that's not all of ours. What, so. Or Alt F4? <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Um, The Last of Us? Isn't that, you're just supposed to, isn't that, don't you just play that to be sad? Isn't that the idea? The Last of Us is right? a story yeah. experience, sir. I, so, so, and hitting on that. So, uh, part of the new player experience, part of the, as I've dived, dive more i hope this doesn't upset a lot of destiny fans and destiny lore fans i'm sorry but this is a space opera this is not sci-fi right like that's that's my right. read on the genre here i when it when the travel was introduced and this is part of the problem with the new light experience i think i, I had mentioned this previously to travis but if you guys remember i think it was during the lightfall teasers or lightfall trailer drops they did like a three to five minute video that was that sketchy brown and black, yep. you know, drawing pictures yes, thing. Yeah. They, don't, they don't actually have to animate it and they can cheap out. That's fine. Um, that explained who all the factions were, what had happened from like the Red War to now. And like, I was like, where was this video when I was oh, a yeah. player? I gave, <laughs> give you all the context, right? That you needed exactly. And I understand yeah. that you wake up in the Cosmodrome, you've been resurrected by the ghost thing. It's like, hey, you've been dead a long time. You don't know what's going on, right? But at some point, when you first get to the tower or something, uh, after you do the Cosmodrome, they, that five minute video should play. And I think so many players would not be lost because, like, you're like, I know who the Cabal are, I know who the Fallen are, I know who, uh, you know, basically every faction, the Vex and whatever other one, the, the Hive. Yeah, yeah. It goes over the major factions and, like, where we are in Destiny. And I was like, where was this? Um, instead, every time I logged on, echoing Paul's experience, the second time I logged on, forced into the Witch Queen campaign, the intro mission. Like, it's not even a, like, it's, like, suggested or started. Like, no, you start. You just go yeah. into it. You yeah. start with yeah. the mission, and it's like, I haven't even bought this yet. Don't know if I want it. I played it, and I was like, how far can I get? And the weird thing is, it gets you on the destination, and then there's a bunch of stuff, you know, with Finch, the you know the yep. vendor that you can't you can't use until you buy the campaign, but it, you get the illusion of, like, oh, can I keep going? Because you're in the destination, you can run around and do stuff. But you can't actually really do much until you buy right. it. Uh, third time I logged in, um, it started the I so I started in season the haunted for anyone who doesn't okay. have contact but part of the way through, yep. um and uh, it started on the derelict leviathan I was like oh I heard about this this is super old content isn't this vaulted or something I don't know like isn't this gone out of the game isn't this from I I so I didn't even know I had started the season because it wasn't clear to me it was the seasonal content start you and just so loaded into the leviathan yeah and I was like mm -hmm. I don't want to be here so I rocketed out the same thing happened to me too yeah and then I couldn't figure out how to get back in. And the quest marker, uh, <laughs> right? Because maybe, where is it? It's on the, the moon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. so, so, Sweat Sickle did a new light experience around the time I started, June or July, and he had the same problem. And I was like, okay, so I'm not an idiot. I always worried, like, am I a dummy and can't follow directions? Um, I went to the war table. It tells you in the quest log to go to the war table, which is the season 16 content. That doesn't bring up anything. I go to the Crown of Sorrow. My buddies at the Crown of Sorrow are interacting with, and I'm like, I have no prompts to interact with this. And there's nothing that tells you, yeah, go open the moon and look for the thing called the derelict Leviathan to the left. And then that's where you can go back to the uh, season start that you bailed out on because you logged in for the third time and are utterly confused and lost and said, I don't want to do this content right now. I'm trying to do something <laughs> else. So 
um you know so that's that was that yeah. was a very jarring set of experiences i think as a new player that were uh, a, a little annoying and it wasn't that's you hilarious. know it's interesting yeah th- there's so many ways they could have guide railed it right like in terms of prompts or things that suggest or even a, hey that quest log right like i same brain issue with paul right like i, I have that quest log i want to get it empty pop a new quest in there that says here's some you know options to investigate or here's things you could start if you wanted anything instead of like dropping me i didn't mind dropping into the witch queen campaign because that's the major campaign it's the most recent yeah. one that's going to get you leveled up the soonest but yeah dropping into the derelict leviathan i was like i have i have no idea what's going on here i don't want to be here right now and so i just went to orbit and uh you know and then find my way back yeah that that was intense i was like what's happening something about a king and a ship on the moon i was like what all right i don't know this, this is right after the witch queen what yeah, <laughs> yeah. so out of left field <laughs> completely yeah and also you guys have no idea who callus is so that's like yeah, an there's not a point player. of reference to him there's no or gall really do you guys yeah, know gall? Gall? I, nope. I i i i figured out who gall was eventually right like i watched some youtube videos on the yep. red war since that's not playable content anymore and, and, and you know it's I, and who knows if i would have played it right the difficulty too with destiny is that you're on a hamster wheel trying to keep up with everyone right you want to get to the end game content and play with your friends who've been playing for four or five years or whatnot and so like doing the campaigns in order is probably something i never would have done right but that also makes the narrative a little difficult if bungie doesn't give a good easy way to follow it or catch up or something i know they have the little like uh brief paragraphs for each campaign they vaulted i don't, I don't know if that's really enough content for my taste but uh but i'm not going to play you know i'm not going to wait to play witch queen until two years later after i've done every other campaign even if they were not vaulted because by then i like i'm so far behind all my friends and haven't played with them for months i've basically been playing a single player game right so i I think most people don't want to do that so i played witch queen then i played beyond light then i played shadow keep i think so i was going in backward order order. relevant stuff was more recent and so you know there's just I, i think there could be some more tools to help uh orient the player as they run through time backwards which i think any player would do right i would never tell a player like oh yeah start with shadow keep because it's first like why would i do that to you you know so there's xenophage <laughs> there but like you really want do you want stasis you really need to do beyond life you want you know no time to explain because you want a 0.67 ttk and pvp you got to do beyond light first right why would you do shadow keep so um so that's kind of the the difficulty is they're progressing backwards in time while trying to figure out with with half the content you know the story not available yep. with no anchoring to like what's even going on so I think a little bit of that would be really helpful. So. Yeah, I would like, and again, the, with the Destiny content vault, they're kind of now skirting the issue of like game size and test of, like mm-hmm. testing, and if they can QA stuff and lets them have a more manageable game. Obviously, recent experiences have us questioning a lot of that, so we'll kind of see if they haven't given a lot about Lightfall. We have a trailer, we know we get Strand, but we honestly don't know a ton about like. Lightfall systems leveling changes. I don't know what they may or may not do at all. So I'm very curious of what comes next year when we start actually getting info drops on that. But you kind of brought up a good point because one, that five minute video has not been in the game for a very long time. That literally came about from that Lightfall stream. And then, yeah, now if that's in the game somewhere for every new light player, it should be. I don't know if it's actually in there at this point, but it should be. But I was like, I know the cinematics at least... Some of the cinematics could be out there and it would be nice, like if they're worried about your game file size or something along those lines, like if you just want to download the old cinematics and at least be able to like, hey, watch the Red War campaign, watch the cinematics, because you guys, is it we? Do you know who Cade Six is? Yeah, uh, I know. Who he is. Yeah, okay. yeah, I know who he is because because I watched the I went on YouTube and watched. Yeah, because he watched YouTube. But so, without that, yeah. like he still talks in 
like strikes sometimes yeah, you'll the, hear the, him the de- yeah the dead guy is talking in spoiler for it yeah uh, keep six is dead but uh yeah. the uh the, you know he talks and yeah he talks in some strikes and you're like what is even going on right so yeah so it's it's a weird thing too because you have no connection to what the story of this is so it, it uh not that i need to be immersed constantly right like i don't care about that being a constant thing in my gaming experience but yeah you're loading into these strikes and some of them you can tell are like relevant to the campaign you've recently played so that's kind of neat you have some connection to it but if you haven't been playing for all these years and you don't know that some of these are even recycled i think destiny one strikes right so like i, I I have no, you know, I hear Cade talking. He sounds like he's supposed to be a wisecracker, funny guy. Good for him, you know, but like I'm just killing stuff and I have no idea why, you know, right? So yeah. beyond the very little tidbits I get um, from the, the voice dialogue, a lot of it is out being outdated. So, you know, so that, that that's a little bit difficult for, uh, I think, the new player. But, you know, I understand there's the, probably not a perfect solution to that. But again, at the, at the end of it, it's a core, like where's the core anchoring experience for the new player? So they just have a general lay of the land, what the universe is yeah. like. And I don't think, I think that that cinematic should just be at the end of the new light experience. If, you know, I, I'm all for Bungie finding the easiest, laziest way to fix something, I guess, if they can. You know, companies want to save money, fine. Uh, I'd love for them to do better things, but that's the easiest thing. Shove that cinematic into the game itself at the end of the new light experience. If it's not already there. If it's already yeah. there, I think it might be after they made it at this point. And if not, yes, obviously it should be. But I mean, it would be nice. As you said, you do the new light experience. It's on Cosmodrome. Here's how you shoot stuff. Here's a patrol. Here's a public event. All that basic stuff. You go to the tower. Do you think at this point it would be detrimental to say, hey, because I think they took out the Red War kit. People have had different ideas of why they got rid of the Red War and Forsaken. One is the fact that they want to go from like the pyramid ship as like that kind of being a main point of the story going forward as a focal point of the pyramid ship, the darkness and all of that being and the other pieces people were wondering, honestly, and I have no idea if this is a true thing, but basically it's anything post Activision is also shadow keep. So there's both of those debates that I've heard, whichever the reason is, if do you guys think it would be reasonable to say, because I mean, my brother's told me to go and get into final fantasy 14 loves the game, plays the crap out of it. There's a lot of good stuff that it does, but like, I mean, there's a lot that you work through to get up to what the current is now. And as you guys said, well, Hey, I want to play with my, and that's kind of the debate is, do you think it would be maybe something that pops up and say, Hey, here, like the story goes shadow keep beyond light, Witch queen. If you do want to play with your friends, some, like, I don't know how they can do that in game and make it simple, but it's like, if the story doesn't want to seem completely backwards and out of context, you might start here. And just make some of that a little more obvious, or here's a cinematic or two if you want to skip the, I don't know, there's, I'm with you guys though, yeah. I would love to see some type of, at least, hey, do you want to skip the campaign or play it? If you want to skip it, here's a cinematic, and then you go on to the next one, like Beyond Light, and then you could go back and experience it, but now it's like, it sounds like for people who don't want to go look up on YouTube and know that Bife is out there with a four-hour catch-up video, not a great way to actually have an idea what's going on. Yeah, and I, I think... um I think Bungie has the right model on this one because as somebody who's gotten into Final Fantasy 14 in the past, playing through 60 hours of campaigns before it quote gets good is is not it, dude. Like I just don't want to do that. It's way too much. And so I think they have the model right, which is, uh, you know, let them jump straight into the stuff that their friends are playing, especially in an MMO like that. It's it's super important that they just get to hang out with their friends immediately and go through relevant content. But I think that they've done some stuff to try to mitigate the, you know, 
cognitive dissonance of of story like they've added that little history timeline button you can click on and stuff like that yeah but i just would like them to expand to, that i think more. yeah than to, to brandon's point i think there's a better way to do it i think there's a i think there's a you could put that video front and center you can expand on that video you can add on seasonal content you can i think right now their their model just seems extremely haphazard right it's like you hop in and they give you a demo for content you may or may not own the first mission of witch queen. And then they throw you into the season pass and then they introduce you to other cutscenes from other seasons randomly. And there's all this stuff. And then if you're in the middle of a season and there's a new cutscene that everyone got, then they get that randomly yep. like interspersed with the story that they're already doing. And so it's just a lot of like chaotic energy in the storytelling. And I think it really only works for a specific type of person the Bontuses and the Ty Guy Travises of the world who are logging on and they only have one cutscene queued up because they've done everything else. And my quest yep. log is clear, Paul. And so that's, you know, I'm <laughs> the hamster wheel is the hamster wheel is pretty much at a halt. And then every week I get something and I walk a couple feet in the hamster wheel and then I'm I'm done, right? Like so yeah. it's just a very yeah. It's it's trying to they're trying to serve two masters, Bungie. And mm-hmm. it, that's that's not easy to do. Difficult. But to their discredit, I don't think they're really even trying right now. Like it's like really, uh, it's, it's a really <laughs> bad situation. So and, and that's I, that's the thing. Oh, sorry, go. Ahead. You say something, Brandon? Oh yeah, the, really quickly. Yeah, I think uh, if there was a way to incentivize, or I guess whatever incentives they have for Witch Queen, which I think relates to light level or getting up to a level reasonable level fast. Really, once you get high light level, you can do whatever you want, right? So I think presenting it like, hey, if you're interested in being a story buff and you're trying to focus on this light darkness or pyramid, you know, a storyline. Do shadow keep than beyond light than witch queen, but do whatever you want. You know, like you know, it, it, and you're free to do whatever you want. You want to do it in reverse order, that's fine. But here's your chronological order. Here's the three campaigns that we still have in the game. Those are the three that you should do if you want to do kind of the most recent chunk of story. It, it is unfortunate though that uh, I think Forsaken's a lot of the content would, which that involves Savathun and then the Ahamkara, right? So like you learn a little bit about Savathun and her personality and her being a trickster god. She kind of in witch queen shows up as like a known entity, and I'm like. You sound like a Loki god. I was god actually. I was wondering yeah. where did yeah. Witch Queen is a good campaign for us because we're in the mm-hmm. low. We've been building. Savathun was built up to us. Yeah. How did Witch Queen hit for you guys as a campaign? I mean, did she, can, she's a trickster god and she's really smart and that's about all I got. And she just and she had a beginning. she had a parasite event at the end. And the parasite gave her her god powers because the witness oh, the whispered her through the parasite or the worm god. Yeah. I don't know, something like that. That's 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 pretty. I think that's pretty accurate. Oh, they have worms. Yeah, yeah, that's not yeah. awful. The, yeah, but like, and then there's like a and then, of, yeah. Go ahead, Paul. I was saying there's like a there's a pyramid in her throne world that like yeah. darkness was in. There's a dead worm there. That's that's all I know. <laughs> there's a, there's a dead cut up giant worm there. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, but we don't have the context of like her uh, masquerading as Osiris for so long. We have yep. none of that as a new player. Um, so that's a big, huge thing. Like if Osiris wasn't really Osiris for a while, it strikes then, me as like an EU content. Like you don't really sure, need sure. to know about, you know, you don't need to know about Osiris. You just need to know which queen bad trickster God. So I'm glad that you got that, but we got, we got that much. Yeah. Weirdly, this, this seasonal content feels to me like the EU, like comic books and TV shows that most people don't watch, you know, the animated show that expands on the side character. And then you're like, Oh, you don't even know the real story <laughs> what's going on. And, and the rest of the players are like, Oh, okay. I just saw the movie. I, I didn't know about all that crazy stuff. So, yeah. 
But there's there's huh. some richness though I think in the Forsaken campaign with like the whole thing Savathun concocts for the whole loop or whatever it is that's going on in the Dreaming the City death with battery, the Arkara. Yeah. yeah, holy shit! Like that's that's a thing where I'm like, oh god! Like so, if I had had that going in, I'd be like, oh Savathun, I don't want to like I don't want to be here. Like she's gonna just you know stop me to death, uh, or yeah. has some sort of plot that is already screwed me in ways I don't even know. So, um, but that's you know, but again, it's it's not the I think the idea of cutting it off or starting at Shadowkeep makes sense. They're trying to focus on the pyramids, right? So, um, you know, and the witness coming. So um, that makes sense. And I think that's fine. And if you give the player an option and maybe a little something, something similar, like you can do Shadowkeep. I don't know if Shadowkeep even has a legendary setting for the mm -hmm. campaign. It's a pretty no. short campaign. Which queen is the first uh, one? Which queen is the first one? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so, and that's a lot of work. So I don't know if they want to introduce that. But as long as I think, as long as the player is confident, they can get to, the, to a, a, a light level at a reasonable pace as if they were playing Witch Queen and then start doing playlist activities, doing the powerful and pinnacle thing with their friends and feel like they're not losing out by starting it. Shadow Keep and moving forward versus starting at Witch Queen. I think as long as that, you know, and I can't speak to whether that's that actually would be how the experience would play out. But if Bungie could make that happen, they don't need to do a bunch of work, but just make sure players can get up to light level so they can do the other activities they want with their friends. And then if they want to be the stubborn story based lore nerd and start with Shadow Keep and move forward, I think that would be having that be an option would be helpful. I think so. On the other end of the spectrum, and Chad actually kind of brought this up, uh, Necromancer Zale. Uh, Paul, I kind of want to ask about both of you. I'll start with Paul. Um, who is Rasputin to you guys? He's an AI, right? That is correct. That's all. Is he the AI you rescued at the beginning of the season? Or it's like it's someone's dad who is an AI now, right? Or is that somebody completely different? There, there you are, go. There, there, <laughs> are, there <laughs> are two, technically. Yeah. yeah. So there's uh, the big I, head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you got Rasputin, who's the one we were actually rescuing. Okay, okay. Yeah. So Rasputin yeah, I, has a, a yeah. lot of lore in Destiny, and I think the cutscene that came out, was it this week? Yeah. Finally actually gave a backstory to Rasputin, so now players who didn't play Destiny 1 will understand who Rasputin is, but he was largely a Destiny 1 character, he was in a couple seasons of Destiny 2, but like he sort of kicked off all of the events of Destiny, he sort of caused the the resurgence of the guardians by reactivating on earth. And that's sort of the inciting incident in destiny one. But the fact that he's the focus on this season must be incredibly confusing. Honestly, even as somebody who has read all four of the current grimoire books and considers himself kind of a lore nerd at destiny, I, uh, I still get, confused about all the lineages and the stranger and the braze and the you know clovis and all that stuff uh, which we got to talk about the story stuff that happened this week because i was crying uh tear sad tears for my boy chloe um but yeah uh you know, <laughs> yeah i don't know if you guys saw i don't know if you guys saw the picture it was too good but yeah i'll go find yeah. it here in a minute yeah. I, yeah. I did the uh, so I did all the research so I figured out who so I, I actually like I, I know a lot of people aren't into Rasputin but I, even coming from the Halo 3 days right like a lot of the Halo 3 story told through terminals in the campaign um, didn't to age or date myself here I guess uh, uh, yes I'm, I'm an older man uh, but the uh, played video games for a long time but the uh, the terminals they talked about AIs fighting back and forth or trying to use AI solutions to fight off the flood and I always found that intensely interesting, right? So, yeah. uh, so Rasputin being an entity that you know, and I think that was supposed to play up the darkness, right? Rasputin is trying to fight the darkness during the collapse and realizes, 
oh, I can't do anything. So the best thing we can do is actually just shut down and hide and hope that something of humanity survives because I am literally 0% effectiveness right now. So um, again, try to play up the threat. And that's the story or narrative device of that. But um, yeah, he's he's interesting to me. And I think I've done the research, but I think this season, I think, did an okay part. You're right, Travis, this past week, they gave some context on his past and like what his... I think something I was never really shared before anyway, like that's brand new information, but I, I think that gives enough. Uh, yeah. If I hadn't done any of the research, the old strikes actually with Rasputin, like, you know, yabbering at you in Russian and then like the ghost talking yeah. about him and stuff, you get some context for like, okay, this is some sort of super AI that we have a tenuous relationship with who kind of sort of likes us, but might hate us. And we're not clear on And You know, <laughs> if an AI controls a bunch of, you know, war satellites or big boom weapons, we probably want to be on his good side, but it's interesting that he's not just, like mindlessly defending humanity either so that's a little bit weird so um so i think you get some context if you play the playlist activities before this season um otherwise yeah you're diving into youtube or google or reddit or destiny lore or whatever so yeah in d1 he kind of hated us the rasputin ai we had to make make chum 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 with him uh later on uh but yeah that's interesting i also wanted to talk about um your comment brandon where you said it's a space opera just because it's a space opera doesn't mean it can't have good lore. It just means that it's going to be probably based in magic. You can have great lore yeah. in space operas. Star you Wars, can. I would argue, is a great example of one. Halo is more of a space opera than it is a sci-fi, although, yeah. So, th- I mean, there's a lot of fantastic lore in there as a guy who's read every single Halo book. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think there's a potential there. The problem in Destiny has been that all of its best content is almost never in the game. And I would argue with the exception of the Witch Queen campaign, they've always gotten dangerously close to telling a good story, but never really gotten quite there. And people who, you know, praise the, uh, uh, I'm going to say a name Ebontis isn't going to recognize, but the, the Comrons of the world who, who, uh, who who praise the story and say like oh it's a it's a it's a great game it, it's a great story they're they're uh really really going out of their way to like get that story they're having to do research like you brandon they're having to read grimoire entries and do all this other stuff or watch youtube videos for people who've basically done the work for bungie of putting together a story in a coherent manner um it's sort of for for many years, Bungie having a good story to me felt like a conspiracy theory. People were like, <laughs> no, you just don't see it, man. If you really read between the lines, what's pay, paying attention, you'll see the good story. It's there, bro. I'm telling it, you. And I was like, I don't it's, it's just like with WoW, right? Same thing. Like they, they almost can tell a good story. And then they like, oh, but you didn't read the five books before the expansion that came out. There's some really good content in there. And then you start the next expansion. Everything continues off of those books instead of what happened in the previous game. And so you're even more lost and you're like, oh, well, I didn't know this happened. It's like, oh, you didn't read the books, bro. That's you had to read the three books. That that almost kind of feels like if somebody played Beyond Light and then didn't play the seasons and they're just like, hey, I played the expansion. I don't really want to do the seasonal content. And then all of a sudden we get to Witch Queen and we're like, they missed a lot just because even if they're even if they're just an annual player not playing the seasonal content and then it leaves, you jump into Witch Queen and you didn't have arrivals. You didn't have chosen. Who the hell is Keitel? Where did she come from in season of the risen? Yes, like, that's, that's a, a huge character. thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like so, I He's mean, a if, huge character. Yeah. So if you just went annual Beyond Light, and then you're like, eh, play randomly, and then you know, <laughs> I don't know where the cinematics fall because, as you said, like first missions free, little activities. Sometimes you get like to dabble in a trial, so maybe some of that stuff is shown. But some of those characters, if you just like played the annual expansion, be like, all right, I'll come back for Beyond Light because, and then I'll come back for Witch Queen, and you miss 
season of the chosen, it's like all of a sudden we have a new strike and season of arrivals. You didn't know Cyrus or Osusurus as we called him because he was suspect, but um, that was always fun. Uh, yeah. Just some of those moments. Um, I feel yeah, like we could talk about lore forever though. So I feel like I kind of want to yeah, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get us to another topic. To yeah, we'll move on. Uh, I, but I, I wanted to say this because I think um, destiny makes a very weird decision in their storytelling, which is, they introduce these EU characters, right? Like Keitel, I would say, is like an EU character. She's not part of the really the main story. She's only really appeared prominently in the seasonal content. But then they'll mix them into the main campaign content. And I feel like this is something Star Wars does well, which is like, if you're talking about Ahsoka, yo, she's an EU character. She's not going to show up in like the main movies and stuff like that. That's just not the character, right? It's a, It's part of the EU world. And they keep it separate from their main storytelling so that the people who don't engage with that stuff, they can enjoy the story without going, wait, who is that? I didn't see any of the shows. And Destiny doesn't do a good job of that. They're like, no, 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 you we're going to mix and intermingle all these characters and all this content. So if you didn't see all of it, you're going to understand almost none of it. Right. And that's sort of the problem I think Destiny has. I think they need separation of church and state. I think they need like the casual storyline of like, these are self-contained. They only have the main characters that meat and potatoes that everybody knows. We got, you know, Zavala's in there. Akai is in there. The Traveler, the Witness, yada, yada. And then they've got, okay, over here, we'll talk about the Crow and we'll talk about, you know, Keitel. And we'll talk about all these other characters that I would consider like they're extra and they add to the story. And that some of them are great characters, but they're not necessary see uh, but to, that's kind of a, the story see, i gotta kind of push back a little bit on that though because that's kind of a just like how two different years have gone because beyond light we got character introductions and stuff and then even seasons before that i feel like we did get those kind of self-constrained here's a little side story that's what um season of plunder that's what that felt like that was kind of an offshoot kind of thing but also like if there's the fact that this year specifically is one of the better examples where each of the seasons have kind of connected to what's going into the next. And then Aramis still kind of flowing through. And then you've got, you know, the little pieces coming together to lead us to Lightfall. The fact that the seasons actually do have some connection, I feel like is an important piece. So if each one of the seasons, because, yeah. because then I'm not, I'm not talking about play that. that. I'm, I'm not talking about the story not being connected or leading to the main story. I'm talking about the way they tell it and the characters they choose to show have a separation version state. I don't like self-contained seasons at all. I don't want like the season of the plunder to be standard. I just want them to use the characters that people don't need that aren't necessary to tell the main story. And then when they tell the main story, introduce new characters or only use the established ones and not rely on, Oh, we have, cause, cause you could super easily be like, all right, light falls beginning. Here's an opening intro cinematic that catches people up on the three seasons that maybe they didn't play without yeah. talking about any of the characters and being like, oh, well, let's talk about Clovis and all the Brave family and the history there. Did you know the strangers from a parallel universe of destiny and not from our main court? You know, like know all that. that. Yeah. yeah, she's actually not part of the main. She's yeah. not part yeah. of our canon. Not part of her. Uh, so it's like, you, you know, have, in her timeline, she killed her sister. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So she's in a, she's she in a dark. She's in a dark. Anna, 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 oh, Anna and, and Elsie. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't yeah. Oh, I didn't realize uh, so, they're, they're both sisters. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they have to explain all that stuff. But I, I think you can tell a story and have the seasons be meaningful without being like, all right, well, it's time for Lightfall. We're gonna bring up Anna, who the characters players do not know about unless they played the seasons, and we're gonna t have Keitel in there and the Crow and all this stuff. And I just feel like they should contain them and try to just make they they need to rein it in a little bit because it's just. 
you remember how we talked Ebontis a couple years ago about all the loose threads that were never, I mean, uh, yeah. never, never closed. It it feels like it's spiraling out of control and it's becoming even bigger with the seasonal content and the fact that they're making big plays. I just feel like they could streamline it and make it easier for new players. And just there's... looking at, at Brandon and, and Paul's face, I feel like there's got, there's gotta be something for, the Pauls of the universe. I don't think Paul, you know, he's probably going to be an annual annualized player. I can't see him making this an entire life. Cause he's already sick of the hamster wheel. Uh, he's a low tolerance for it, you know? So it's, yeah, it's I, like, I, it's I played just, in a lot of hamster wheels. That's why. Yeah. I yeah. would just say it's probably a balance between, as you said, yeah. it's like, don't have the expansions have a whole bunch of new people. If you do that, you do need to give context or a recap or something. But again, I also appreciate the fact that the stories do have connection but again, they do have a lot of loose threads. We're kind of coming to the end of this 10-year saga. Need to start putting bows on some of those, so I am with you there as well. Yeah, well, you, you could do like a brief exposition for Keitel. I imagine Keitel is going to be relevant in Lifefall. She has to be. Oh, I, I just think Keitel and Callus is going to be But like if Crow never shows up in Lifefall, I wouldn't care. That would be fine with me. So I don't think That's he right. would be there. But, but, but yeah. if you introduce yeah. Keitel in Lifefall, then you have to introduce her. Right, yeah, yeah, because yeah. because you have to assume that new players didn't play yeah. all the crazy content where you have to log on every week. It's just not. It'd be like if you released episodes of a TV show and then a week after the episode aired, it deleted the episode and you couldn't watch it again. And then you know the next movie comes out and they reference all these episodes that are gone. Because to your point, E, like they they get rid of the content before you could you could literally meet Keitel and Lightfall and then not be able to go back and play the content that tells you who she is or what yeah. her deal is. And that's <laughs> sort of a problem, right? Yeah. Well, but uh, you, can, so. you can do the strike where you're invading her land tank and she sounds like a complete opponent to you, which doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, and she yeah, sounds like right. a bad guy without yeah. any of the content. And then all of a sudden at the end, now. you're like, yeah. all right, cool, we did the thing. It's like, but you have no idea that her, that Keitel and Zavala have this platonic, like, sexual tension that's going on that is it's just not platonic. <laughs> it's, hev it's heavily sexual. Yeah, let me tell you. At some so, point, yeah. that might come to fruition, but either way. Yeah. Now, um, now I gotta look what Keitel looks like. I mean, she's nice. about nine foot six, and what was the... Because it was Resident Evil 8, where everybody wanted um, yeah. her... Yeah, she looks like Big Lady. Yeah, and then, and then they're like, well, oh, how tall okay. is... And then how tall is Keitel? And it's like, Keitel's all of a sudden, like, Keitel's bigger than the one from Resident Evil, so she's even taller, so everybody yeah, wants... Yeah. Uh, everybody wants somebody to step on him, apparently, so... Good yeah, stuff. it's uh, it's that. it's it's the exact same relationship between um, uh, uh, Brianna Tarth uh, and the uh, Tormund Giants Bane. <laughs> Tormund yeah. Giants Bane in Game of Thrones. He he likes the big lady. That's what I have to say. All right, uh, going off of lore and more kind of into gameplay, um, just to make kind of a switch, I wanted to ask you guys what have been the experiences that you have enjoyed where you've run into like cool experiences where you're like hey this mode's kind of fun um just gameplay experiences whether it be strikes gambit crucibles a whole thing we know some of that's going to be changing um patrolling patrols bounties just kind of all the general gameplay stuff what is what is what is your um just cycle like in destiny currently right now or when new seasons come out and then what do you look forward to doing what do you not look forward to doing kind of where are you at with all that yeah, uh, I guess I'll go ahead and start with this. Um, so lately, I've been playing, like I said, a lot of, of Dares of Eternity have been kind of on my thing just because it's it's easy to knock out and easy to get uh, uh, experience for your uh, for your season pass on that, too, just because, like, the bounties are so quick to go through and you can just run, like, three of them in a row and not have to think about it or one, depending if you're doing the uh, the harder difficulty. But yeah. that, 
Uh, I honestly really like Crucible, surprisingly. I thought I wasn't going to like it that much, but I've actually really enjoyed it. Nice. Um, I, I was telling Travis the other day, I, you know, over the week, last weekend on the Christmas weekend, I just got drunk at like 1 a.m. and played Crucible, and it was like the most fun I had with the game. <laughs> <laughs> and I was doing good. I was surprised. I was like, oh man, my faculties are not completely shot right now. I would say um, Crucible, no. I would just say Crucible in general. If you don't take it too seriously, it actually can be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I come from the world of, like, really uh, intense, you know, uh, uh, competitive shooters, especially, like, lately. Like, a, lo- a lot of my friends and, like, other shooters are, like, Diamond or Plat or, or Diamond, Ascendant, Masters and some of the games that they play, uh, yeah. whether that be, you know, like, like you know, Apex or anything like that. And so I'm used to that high intensity. And then going into this game, I mean, I can see there's a lot of potential for that. And I see at the highest level, there's definitely people who play like that. Um, but it's just fun to kind of just jump in and play, like quick play and Overwatch. Same thing. Just jump in, yeah. play a couple rounds, have a good time, and then jump out. I've, I've really enjoyed that. Uh, the strikes have been fun. Nightfalls have been cool. Um, we attempted our first master nightfall the other night. Nice. Um, but that was like a little bit. We we got like 80% through and just we just decided to stop. Tell the story. Tell the story, Paul, because oh, I've oh, heard this one. Yeah, and I wanna oh, yeah, yeah. It's just like I, I personally have not done any research on like, you know, builds, gear, anything like that. I have like a very basic rudimentary understanding. Uh, again, it comes from a place of like not that I can't, it's just that I won't. I did a lot. I used to be an avid WoW player. I played, you know, Final Fantasy XIV pretty avidly as well, too. I'm kind of like a, a casual player on that. But WoW, I was like, you know, Mythic Raider, Mythic Plus Dungeons. Like, I was min-maxing. I had all the add-ons. I was doing parsing. Like, all of that was really important to me. And then as I got, you know, over time, you just have less time to really focus on that. And you're just like, I don't really want to commit to doing all of that. It's just like, it's, it's so much. And so jumping into this game, which I had no intention of ever taking it that seriously, and even just at, like, the master, was it, is it below Grand? Uh, Grandmaster, whatever yeah, it is, right? Master yeah, Grandmaster is the highest yeah. that you can do right now. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, and it was just like there's so much stuff you have to do in preparation. It was like 45 minutes, 50 minutes of just like making sure my gear was set up, making sure I had the right burn, making sure I had the right weapons equipped, making sure I had all the correct stats on my gear. And even then, like I, I don't have all of the, um, the meta all of the tools, items. all the meta. Yeah. Not not yeah. just that. I don't even have all of the all the currencies I need to even upgrade my gear fully. That's the other thing too, because right, I just yeah. haven't been doing any of that content. And so, you know, all of my gear is like what level seven, I think, at most. That's yeah, usually uh, where which, you, you know, hit the wall. Yeah. Yeah, it hit yeah. the walls like at seven. So a couple of them are level eight, and like that's pretty much where I'm capped out at. And I just went in, I'm like, man. You know, we had a friend who does play pretty consistently and he, he's pretty good, but it's just like one of those things where things will happen, it's kind of hard to to dictate in the moment like oh by the way this boss has this mechanics and so you better do this this and that it's like oh man would have been nice to have this 30 seconds to a minute ago (laughs) (laughs) um but i get it it's hard it's hard so like it's it's just a lot of research and a lot of uh uh, time right it's not necessarily hard it's just it's just time consuming to your point it's just it's a game i feel like it sometimes doesn't respect your time it's just like you have if you want to play a lot there's a lot of prep that goes into playing the content you want to play yeah that actually makes no that makes perfect sense because i mean this kind of brings me up to another question. I would, Paul, I'll start with you as well. Champions, where do you fall in your experience with champions? Because we've lived with them for a while, but I know they're going to be a little fresher to both of you. And do you find, as you said, like not having all the tools, for example, like I know one exotic specifically that sits in my kinetic slot for a lot of those situations. I don't even know if you have it. So it's like, where are you on just facing champions in these like high level activities? I mean, it hasn't been terrible, but okay. I mean, to your point, like I, I don't have everything I need. Right. And 
I know with like what like for the season right now, right? You have to have the stuff equipped on your gloves. It's like for overload, for yep. barrier, for all that stuff. And like I'm constantly cycling weapons, and sometimes I'll be partying with someone. You know, I have another friend who just restarted playing Destiny as well, and they were like they put like 3,500 hours into Destiny one, so they have a pretty good foundation. Yeah. But for this game. They're, they're like pretty not clueless. Taking, yeah. Yeah. They're probably, they're very clueless. And so like we jump into stuff and he's like, Oh man, I forgot to equip, you know, a gun that can handle, like I forgot to equip a hand cannon that can deal with unstoppable. And I'm like, Oh man, I, I don't have one equipped right now either. And you know, you're locked in like, that's it. You oh, can't yeah. do anything about it. Back it's to like, orbit. Oh, my God, try I, again. It's back to orbit. It's like, I thought you were going to do this. And so it's a lot of that. It's a lot of coordination, which isn't a huge deal, but yeah, it, it, it definitely, I think can get overwhelming if you're a new player and you're just trying to get into this. And if you're not trying to take it too seriously, but you still want to like, maybe like, not the highest level content, but like mid-level high, high level content. You want to get in that. It, it tends to take a lot of time to approach it. But, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's not too bad. Because, it's, again, it's very similar to Diablo. Like, when you're doing high level Diablo, you're doing, like, greater rifts. You have enemies with tons of different, um, you know, a- affects on them or tons of different modifiers. And so I, I'm used to that. And I, I see it. Um, but it's a little bit different in an FPS scenario, right? It's a lot of, like, shoot, 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 hide behind cover, shoot, 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 hide yeah. behind cover. Instead of, like, I'm used to just running straight through and just being that guy of just, like, I don't want to take cover. I want to be aggressive because I play a lot of shooters that uh, reward being aggressive. And this game does not do that. It rewards no. you for playing very passive and very uh, conservative, which is, you know, a little bit different from what I'm used to, but something I have to just kind of adjust to. That's all. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah for... That's why I don't do GM Nightfalls, by the way. It's like, oh, <laughs> uh, scions that I normally destroy easily. Well, now they can kill me in one hit. So I'm afraid of them and I just hide. And it's like, am I a guardian or am I like a, a child you know, lost in the mall? It's it's a very, yeah. uh, it's a very. And that's what Doom Eternal does a really good job of. Is it, it? I mean, I know it's a single player game, but like it does a really good job of being a first person shooter that rewards very aggressive gameplay really high skill level it's like if you're aggressive you're quick you know how to be you know handling your movement you're going to do really well uh versus this game i think even if you do that the highest level it's hard right unless you have the correct build to your point like i don't have darkness (laughs) so i don't have a lot of the things that i need Uh, and i've looked at some of the builds already i'm like oh permanent invisibility i was like that's cool Yeah, as yeah, as, as as someone who can't give up Void Hunter for GM Nightfalls, you know, I'm a I'm a Void Omni Oculus Hunter at heart because that's how I can make sure no matter how bad my team is, we don't wipe. So like it's just yeah, it's yeah, permanent visibility is great for that. So um but yeah, for me, I, I don't know. The gunplay, I think one of the things that keeps me coming back to this game is I feel like the gunplay just feels great. So it's just hard not to enjoy uh the way the guns feel. Um, I think I'm at this point now where I have, I still don't have, don't have all the mods in the game. I have eight, I just looked it up because I'm mad. Um, I have 867 hours in the game and I still don't have two mods because eight of one hasn't sold them for months. So yeah. Bungie, please change that or fix it. Um, I think I was 120 hours in and my only plus 10 to stat mods I had received were for intellect, which is garbage in PVE, uh, and recovery, which at the time, again, I was looking for PVE builds, so it wasn't that helpful. Um, that needs to change, but uh, that's, yeah. you know, I'm sure everybody could. That, yeah. If I had one change for Bungie, please make the mods more like available sooner. That actually yeah, did a video changing. about his like little nine little pet peeves, and he's like, I know this is a bigger one, but mods... Yeah, they just need to be available for everybody. I don't care whether you buy them or just give all the mods to everybody. Yeah. Mods yeah. is one of those that they've like, they went from four to now like two vendors have been in rotation. I'm just like, give them to everybody or give, just make pages and pages and let people get the ones they want to for certain things. And some should just, the fact that you actually had to acquire the plus five and plus 10 stat, I didn't even think you would have had one. Yeah. I didn't even think you yeah. would have had to acquire the plus tens. Like I could see some of the charge with light because they are, some of that I thought was just guaranteed. Okay, wow, did not know that. Yeah, the, yeah, the plus also, fives you start with. 
but the plus tens you have to get through random. You don't control it. You can't even oh, buy yeah. them from data. No. So it's it, it's that's just hot garbage because it's like yeah, that's God that's you know I I don't even want to do the math. It was like twenty five numbers and stats you're missing off yeah. of your gear yep. just from the start. So yeah, that that kind of uh, that kind of thing is rough. Like when I first started the game, I was like people were talking about builds and stuff, and I was like, what are you talking about? I have like a grenade and I can throw a knife. I, you know, started as a soldier, <laughs> and, and like that's not a bit. This is not a deep game, guys. Like there's guns and I can like and I have a little dot dinky dodge and a grenade and throw a knife. That's not a build. Like what are you talking about? Um, that's probably part of what you need to the void kit because it actually had some synergy within the kit without having any gear. But you ha- you really have to be able to put a bunch of mods together. Um, and then, you know, some builds just aren't accessible. If you don't have a cornerstone or anchor mod to that build, that build is just not an option for you until Ada sells it once every four to six months. So, I was just going to say, like, that's one of those I'm hoping Lightfall gets a change to that one because, again, like, unknown systems changes. That feedback has been given to them for a long time, so I'm praying that's that's in there because man, it's overdue. Just make uh, make Ada sell sixteen. Pay attention or have some sort of rotation. Make it fixed. Don't make it RNG. I don't care whatever they do. Like just, if, yeah. If, like yeah. If 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 the mod shows up at least a few times, you know, a month or a few times every couple months, it's not it's still not a good system. But that's going to be better than it's been. So. I mean, they have the point now to where with exotics you can buy an ornament directly through it. They honestly could probably do that for armor and say. The same thing, so yeah, but just buy the mod directly. Yes, please. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, no, you uh, also had some problem with the the weapon in the meta, right? Because you're somebody who wanted to hop into high end or end game PVE content and ran up against the barriers of like, you know, not yeah. having a certain, oh, oh. well, uh, Arbalest, yeah, so Arbalest, yeah, Ebontis. Yeah. Yeah, Ibantis asked about how you doing, champ. Well, I got Arbalest, so match game means nothing anymore, yep. and barrier is fine, and I'm sitting pretty, right? So, and Wither Horde is available at the kiosk. At least that one's not a random. But Arbalest being a reasonable prop, I think, is a little bit rough when it's so dominant in the yeah. high-end PV, especially GM Nightfall yeah. meta. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely a, a rough aspect of it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's clear. It becomes clear to me more too as I transition to it, being a player who's more established or has these things just on hand, like it's really easy to be blind to those problems if they weren't so recent to me, right? Like in a couple of years, I'm going to forget with the exception of this being maybe immortalized on the World Wide Web. Um, I'm going to forget <laughs> most of these problems. These are going to be not be problems to me. And I'm not going to understand when a new player comes with the same complaints if nothing's changed. So so it's helpful to have those different perspectives. Um, a similar thing too. One thing I've done a little bit more of is getting into rating. And that's where I found that maybe my complaints about the pinnacle grind, I think still think they're valid. But if I were someone who is rating more regularly, um, I mean, pinnacles just fall from the sky. Oh, yeah. They go fast. So, and if if you're with a good rating team, you know, um, not, I've, you know, my rating experiences have varied. Sometimes it's six hours stuck in Garden of Salvation, which is brutal. And then sometimes it's like an hour and a half and you're done, right? Like you just breeze through. And if I'm in a regular group who just breezes through all the raids in like an hour or two tops, no wonder they're pinnacle capped in like a week or two and then complaining about the seasonal artifact being too slow, right? Like different, this game is, I think to Paul's point too, this game doesn't know, it has a bit of an identity crisis and tries to be so many things at once that a lot of us come from it with different perspectives and different um, experiences based on the limited set of things we do in the game. And so, yeah, for me as someone who didn't raid until much until recently, uh, you know, I, I was like the pinnacle grinds, the worst thing ever, you know, and then I had a raider come at me. and was like, 
you know, the artifact sucks. Like I can't get artifact levels. I'm pinnacle capped, you know, almost immediately. And uh, it was just interesting to have that different exchange of ideas and different set of perspectives to understand kind of how different players are having different problems in the game. So. Yeah. Well, one, like the artifact is a limitation on how much time do you have? Did you stock bounties to get a jump on the season? Because I do that <laughs> as a content creator, which yep. I... Yeah, that's a whole thing. The fact that, I mean, Dado talked about this too, like the ghost mod. Everybody just puts the 12% bonus experience on the ghost mod and forgets about it. So it's like, why is that not just take off, take those out of the ghost mod? Because everybody does it and bump up the experience by 12% and just be done with that. Um, but yeah, one is a time thing for the artifact. And then that's wiped away, which doesn't feel great on the seasonal rotation because it's gone. So the amount of time you put in is now not there. And the other side, as you said, the ease of access for like a solo player, I know how to be generally efficient and can still play a lot. So it's like, I'm starting to see 1590s this week on a week four to start hitting pinnacle cap. That's not bad. But for an average yep. person, yeah, like if they have a group, cool, you can run through raids. Just it's flowing. Pinnacles are all over the place. You probably got a group to go do like your wellsprings and your 100k nightfalls and your 100k missions and, you know, do a legendaires and you can knock out like every pinnacle. If you're a solo player and that's what I do a lot of my content for. Good luck. <laughs> Because yep. there's a lot that you miss, and it goes much, much slower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Uh, so I wanted to ask Can you guys... About normal stuff? Normal stuff. Like, <laughs> what? what's normal stuff? What After yeah. all that we've talked about. I don't about. have a um, normal. What are you guys eating for dinner? What's going on? Uh, my <laughs> wife is making chili, so I got that yeah. waiting when I'm done. Nice. That's not normal. You're wrong. Probably, um, probably Jack in the Box or Taco Bell. Oh, high quality. Really? Yeah, really? Yeah. Wow. I'm looking forward to it. I don't I know which of, you live. I don't know which of he those li- is worse in my head. I think Jack in the Box is worse in my head. I would do They both taste great. That's that's really you know, <laughs> motivation there, I'd say for me. So <laughs> No, I meant uh I meant going over uh, all the, the disposable week, so. income in the world and his taco level is Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. There's like How do you, so how do you many. think he keeps that that disposable income? He yeah. he has it all. I count, lives, I count, Have I you count, seen his walls? Yeah. There's nothing. He, he lives in a white nothing. room. Right. I I count my uh, purchases and how many cheesy bean and rice burritos I could get instead. You know, well, you're not so, even getting yeah. meat on there. You're just getting the bean and cheese, man. Uh, it's that's more for my wife. I think it's for her purchasing okay, habits fair. for her comparison because yeah. that's what she eats. She's a vegetarian. She's a, Me, she's no, a vegetarian. I get products. So, no, Brand, Brandon's the kind of guy who's like, uh, uh, what's his face? He's just like uh, the dude from, see, I can't remember his name right now. Ron Swanson. He's like, let me get the meat tornado burrito. That's what he wants. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do get that. Yeah, that is correct. I kid, you, I kid you not. Like, Brandon is the ultimate, like, volume over quality type guy. Like, oh, he give shows me 50 up at my crappy house. burritos versus one. Exactly. Yeah. He sh- because he's trying to get his money's worth. He'll show, he shows up at my house for RPGs and he, he brings two giant like you know safeway select brand like liters of soda because he's like they're on sale have... yeah they're yeah, on sale it was 50 it was cents all... dude just get the normal coke it's the good yeah. don't yeah. do this he's, he's, he's like no look look it was 76 cents per bottle and if you divide that by milliliter then i'm getting on average like three percent more you know like he just he equates it out and i'm just sitting there like oh my god this guy like he just <laughs> no that's one of those pin, no, what is it oh, uh, not pennywise and pound foolish it's any, the other yeah, way any Pennywise pound foolish. Yeah. No, yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, Pennywise pound foolish. I would say. Yeah. I would say that's yeah. I grew up poor, and so I make Pennywise pound foolish decisions all yeah. the time. Yeah. So I grew up poor, and my response is to just like swag on poor childhood Travis <laughs> yeah. as often as possible. I'm like, yo, I bet you wish you could have done this when you were a kid, buddy. Just 
Look what I did. Wow. Bought a, bought a car with you. cash, homie. Yeah, I, I get it, though. I get it, though. There was a, there was a time where I was like, look, why am I going to get all this food when I can go to McDonald's and get three McChickens for $3? Like, <laughs> the greatest thing ever. We'll see, like... That was, that was broke college life. Yeah. I was like, there was, for me, mine in, in college was, like, Applebee's, which isn't, like, amazing, but it's better than probably oh. Wendy. No, but it was, like, it was the idea that Applebee's had half-price burgers, and an Applebee's yeah. burger is going to be a lot better than a McDonald's burger... So you get like a half price Applebee's burger and I was like five bucks or six bucks or something for this dish in college. I'm like, so like that was an wow. easy takeout. Guys, Ibantis was rich in college. $5 for a burger, bro. <laughs> I would never spend $5 on a meal in college. But it's like burger, <laughs> fries, and broccoli. Bro, it comes with like two sides. My and... budget was 40 cents a meal, dog. Like I'm talking <laughs> like. like top ramen for the next three months. That's Dude, it. Yeah. One, I've, what? I've never yet Dude. to have top ramen, so. Oh, it's, it's amazing, horrifying. right? Yeah. Terrible. You, it's amazing. It's cup of noodles, dude. I, I tried eating cup of oh, noodles cup as of an noodles adult, and it was it was like, ooh. Dude, I was so broke in college that there was one month where I ran out of money, 100%, like could not buy anything, and I had three days left in the month. So my strategy was I woke up every morning and I ate like like a, like a, a, a liter of, I, that's way too much. It was like a, like a, a how much would you say? Like a, a quart? How much is it? Well, I mean, it I could just... be this, but is it this wide or this yeah, wide? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of... Anyway, it was a like... Nickel, it was... A dime, a quarter size or something? Oh, let, let's, yeah. let's or a, a double giant shot. Tupperware it, it, container. Was, it was like a, a double, double shot. shot. Okay. So it was ounces. a double shot of toothpaste because it would just shut my body down. I wouldn't want food for like, you know, three days That's because my food. body was just That's not food. That is not food. I know it's not supposed to be food. It's supposed it's to make your body curb his appetite. Yeah. Curb uh, the appetite because if you if you if you ever eat toothpaste, dude, you'll be like I don't want to eat anything. I have no yeah, appetite. My body's now sick. sick and when you poop Yeah. That's, yeah. That's the point, bro. That's the point. <laughs> I think I know. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, this normal right, discussion right, fell yeah. off the rails hardcore. <laughs> He's like, yeah, can we Nor let's talk about can normal we back stuff? To like Destiny? We, like, yeah. I was well, by the way, by normal stuff, I meant like the stuff that happened this week in the game. And yeah. then somehow oh. it just became this. So I was like, oh, I was like yeah, normal, yeah. like not new light stuff. Let's talk we about like you about know. eating toothpaste. Okay. Yeah, cool. Just yep. just tighten, right? Yeah. So um, now I've got my next meme graphic to get made for you, Travis. <laughs> yeah, me taking a shot of toothpaste. <laughs> no, Bro, it's, it's going to be would. an entire bowl full of that stuff, and, this, and the empty tube is sitting next to it on the table. Bro, and be like, I here's was, Travis's I dinner was, for the night. I was so poor, dude. One time, one time I oh, went to like uh, Olive Garden because they had like a lunch with like unlimited breadsticks and salads, and I literally ate until I felt like I was going to die because I knew I wasn't going to get any meals for like four days. So I was like. I'm just going to sit here for like three hours and eat as much free, you know, I paid the $10. I'm going to eat as much as I can. And like basically died when I went home. I think I slept for like half a day. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, ultimate, I was super uh, poor. I was super yeah. poor. Uh, anyway. So, so this week in destiny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This week in destiny. destiny yes. <laughs> um, so we are in the last week of the dawning and we got a pretty sizable lore dump for, this season and Rasputin and Clovis, who's now shoved back to Europa, who's going to be a little mad at us and all of these things. Um, those, since you guys have at least been playing for a little while, uh, four weeks into season of the Seraph versus four weeks into season of plunder. How would you guys compare the two? Oh, this is infinitely better to me, at least. I mean, right. Heist Battlegrounds is actually an engaging thing to do yeah. playing it on legends engaging um 
So it's actually cha- you know decently challenging. Like I have to be conscious while I'm playing, and yep, I, you know, yeah. to make sure I'm not I don't completely die. Um, it's just weird because you would have thought that Plunder would be doing better with having two different activities, but I think Expedition was such a garbage snooze fest that it was a non-activity or just I hated it. And then I didn't need to do Catch Crash much, I think, because I constantly had the resources I needed. So Catch Crash was fun, but uh, yeah, Expedition was garbage. Um, and uh, yeah, and this you know i i'm interested in the, you know the warmind and rasputin i feel like the storyline is a lot more interesting and engaging generally um and it's weird because I, I said at the beginning of season of plunder that like i'm not a guy who's into pirate things i just it's not my thing i don't really get it it's not for me but i actually liked season of the plunder looked promising this start. it was like four pirates actually this looks cool to me i enjoy it and it might have just been because i did catch crash for the first time and was like oh this is neat this will be fun on master and then it just didn't go anywhere um also, I don't know, like, I feel like we're contributing towards what's going on in the story events, not to knock Season of the Plunder too hard, but it felt like we did, what, several weeks of uh, grabbing treasures of these relics, and then um, some guy ran off, didn't tell us what he was doing, oh, Mith- you know, Mithrax or Mizrax, uh ran yeah. off and did something that probably should have been a conversation with anyone, like, hey, how about this darkness energy dude? Should we actually use it? Maybe we should just quarantine this because you wore a necklace made out of a piece of him and became a crazy, butchering, genocidal jerk. Maybe don't get involved with it. Also, you just found out about this curse of Meserek with your daughter that kills someone or something or does something horrible if you use any of this. And then he went and made tea, right? Like, and, and like, I don't mind being the eternal errand boy of destiny. That's what your character is going to be. But like, could we have helped make the tea? Could we have known the tea was happening? Could it have not just been? A, I'm sure that was. I don't know if, if Paul was up on the story at that point, but you guys were mentioning the series of like, uh, um, cinematics. Like, I can't imagine someone wasn't following along. But even if you were, like, all of a sudden there's just tea, and you're like, what? Why? Like, well, how did this yeah, have any Nez Cafe? Yeah, that? brewed down yeah. into yeah. the. Uh, Dude, that, that, was, that was a. That, that scene, I think, was a shock to people who even were fully caught up on the story because we were like, wait, what? Tea? He made tea out of evil and he's feeding it to one of our most powerful allies. Uh, yeah. Why? What? And we yeah. woke yeah, him up. That sounds and, like a bad idea. Yeah, is this yeah. going to do anything like Mithrax went through this weird, crazy witch hole that nobody's supposed to do because he may not come out of it in great shape. He seems OK and then somehow distills the tea. Then we give it to the guy who was taken over by Savathun. We don't know if this Nez Cafe is going to mess with Osiris at some point. But yeah, all yeah. this just cool happened. And Osiris and I will say the one redeeming moment about that, though, is the fact that Osiris and Saint finally got their loving embrace that was like literally two years overdue. Right. So that he, he was got, that was long he overdue. A, he, got a, he got a drink of tea, but that wasn't what he was thirsty for. Oh, my God. Paul <laughs> noted. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, no, it, you know, and if you read some of the lore, you got the like, but that's the thing that we didn't see any of that in the season, right? Like they have all those hollow discussions they have and they did nothing in the game in that season to show the connection. Because my understanding is that Mithrax and St. 14 are actually really good friends. And that's probably part of what motivated Mithrax to really do this for St. 14. And we barely got one piece of dialogue about St. 14 being like sad to Ido or whatever about how, you know, Cyrus is unconscious and he'll pull through. But you don't like the deep friendship between Mithrax and St. Fortina is in a bunch of written stuff that you don't see in the season. So it makes even less sense. Like he ran off and made tea for who and why? And this it feels was like... in a previous yeah. season, Brandon. There was a previous oh, cut scene okay. about like how Mithrax feared St. Fortina and then found out he's okay. actually well, there. Good we guy go. So, River, so, yeah. so it's a new, new light moment here. There you go. So, yeah. yeah. So where I don't have that. But yeah, no, this, this season, everything seems pretty coherent and put together and like very germane to the main plot. And, uh, you know, I, it's, uh, 
it's all enjoyable and so far it feels like what we're doing contributes to what's going on who knows maybe they'll pull another weird thing with the cinematic at the end like the t i don't know what the version of you know this season's version of the t will be but um you know aside from that it's uh yeah it's enjoyable hey, yeah activities are fun and uh it also doesn't feel like it takes up too much of my time to do i don't know you know so yeah like, it's not good. yeah there's not like 50 it's uh, your time a little bit more this this season not 50 ruffians to go after anything like that I yeah think. that yeah. wasn't mandatory though i, I know nobody okay well there, i didn't do it well okay uh what was no there were 50 champions one week if you didn't do like catch crafts on the higher remember, difficulty and I, and I laughed and logged off. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> well, no, I just, yeah, I just did a master of catch crash run. It was fine. I think that was the year. Everybody got alarmist and didn't realize. See? And that's, it's lack you're, of transparency with destiny. Again. You're, you're yeah, an yeah. idiot, Brandon. This is, this is part <laughs> of being uh, a kindergarten is that you don't understand that when Bungie gives you ridiculous quest like that, kill 50 champions, you simply laugh, you turn off your console, and then when you log off on a couple hours later, they have auto-completed it. because it. Yeah, they yeah, patched it, it out. Hey, it's the correct know, at least, software of operations. Yeah, at least they were responsive. I mean, but like, no, single master catch crash solved. It's just, I mean, there's, so one thing I will mention not to, to you know, rant too much as a new light, but even still, and even as a, you know, coming out of new light status, uh, the transparency in terms of mechanics and explanations of things, like we should not be having to rely on community insights to know how long the timers for certain mods in perks last. Yep. That's garbage. That should be in game. Like uh, that is ridiculous. So, um, and on the same point, on the same point, shouldn't we also not be relying on third-party API apps to do some stuff in game maybe maybe there's a maybe there's a loophole there i mean what would happen if the api failed and the entire bungee staff was on vacation during that time well it's like it's not i mean even that's what i I was trying to kind of work my way into this discussion point at some (laughs) point you you teed it up for me perfectly no no, not even the api i'll get to the api a little later i wanted to ask you guys about literally what it is like as a somewhat newer player for you brand new and then i know you're kind of coming back what is it about like going for a good role? Like, did you have to be like, are perks clear? Are they vague? Cause I mean, even like frenzy, I'm like, okay, after a certain amount of time you're in combat, you're like, how long does this specifically take? But then you go to D2 gunsmith and you'd be like, after 12 seconds, then this stuff automatically kicks in, but it doesn't say the like subtext that D2 gunsmith has in the game. So I wanted to know what you guys like, what is it like going after God rolls at first? Did you even care? Then did you like, did you have to go outside to look or did other people tell you, or do you even care what a God roll is? Do you just point and shoot? <laughs> somewhere yeah, I, in, somewhere I, in between those, I'm yeah, sure. But Yeah. I, I, at first I relied on friends telling me, oh, that's a good role. That's not a good role. But then I also found out quickly, I was, I'm on mouse and keyboard and a lot of my friend, other friends I was playing with at the time and still play with our console. And there's a very, yeah, yeah. Mouse and keyboard for me personally is the way to go. I, although, you know, I'm an old man, I have old man hands and I can't aim anyway. But, uh, you know, uh, if it's, if they stand still in PVE, great. If it's PVP, it's another story. But, um, yeah, that's, yeah, I eventually started doing my own research. And then it got even to the point to where, like, I use three different third party websites to, like, evaluate perks. Eventually, I figure out what I know what the god rule is or the top two perks in each column is that I want. And then, then I kind of have it in my brain and it can quickly uh, figure it out and start and whatnot. So, um, and then, of course, yeah, I, I mean, that means my vault space has also exploded as I've kept things and speculative things. And now I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure Travis, Travis probably, his vault probably looks like it's so He probably has oh, like, yeah, like, he probably has like tumbleweeds in, in his vault. There's nothing yeah, in there. My, sure. my vault, my vault is uh, a couple things that I haven't gotten around to deleting yet. Oh, that's disgusting. Um, yeah, that's so weird. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's Don't great. worry. I, it's liberating. I have 610 out of 600 in my vault. So believe me, I'm the other guy. Yeah. So. 
yeah so i i have yeah i i've i try to keep it around 550 and then it bloats up to 590 and then i try to trim it down again so um yeah but I, yeah i'm using like three or four different party resources and then of course i follow a lot of the content creators i will say uh you know it's great to have content creators for this game because uh bungie's lack of transparency means they can teach us stuff like i mean you know who would know how shotguns work if we didn't have like gerda's you know hour-long like shotgun exploration video and then the follow-up he recently did so um you know or a lot of the content creators they do gun reviews and then you can kind of listen to them and and see you know i can rely on their experience so i don't have i don't have i cannot play as much as i play it probably way too much i don't have the time to play this as a full-time job so uh when all you lovely content creators play the game for me and give me recommendations and tell me about how things actually work then that's really helpful to me to make you know quick decisions so um yeah i i'm not i will say i'm not someone who likes to chase god rolls i do i hate random rolling i love the crafting system i maybe don't like having to get five patterns all the time and sometimes mm. that's a little bit too slow um or the drop rates are garbage like uh, i think we were yeah. talking last week in this chat about Deepstone crypt having like a three percent red oh, order drop rate. really low i've heard yeah, really really that's... bad numbers in there yeah dude so, like, i actually i actually finally got a masterwork zawuli's bane uh, mm-hmm. that because I went through the whole process of getting five red borders and then crafting it and then leveling it to level 17 and then going back and reframing it and yada yada. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I cannot believe that when the witch queen came out, I did this with like 15 weapons. Oh yeah. I can't believe that. I've done it a little bit less each season. Probably. It yeah, was yeah. a, it was a cancerous undertaking. And I was mm-hmm. like, I cannot believe that that this is this is the way that they expect you to do it for every weapon. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah there's there's plenty. Of, now there's quite a few craftables I have that I haven't crafted yet because it's like okay, I've unlocked it for crafting if I yep. want, but I just don't need. I have I have plenty of other stuff I'm trying to level at the same time, and this stuff is not yeah. strong enough or re, you know relevant. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna craft it. So, but yeah, I, I like having I like having systems that try to again waste my time less right so like the, to me a game is I and i know people have different philosophies on games but to me a game is not about like i don't need to you know have a you know a god roll that takes hundreds of hours to chase so i can show it off to show how good i am because i spent 100 hours 200 hours of my life chasing it that's not interesting to me so there's plenty of ways i think to show off or show your skill or obtain mastery or have fun that doesn't require chasing i mean it's a looter shoot so you, you you need this people want it they expect it in the genre i'm fine with that but there's a certain point where like i will be happy with a four out of five god roll i'm not going to kill myself to get a five out of five one um yeah. especially especially if i can find a, a crafting alternative where i can lock it in 100 percent. so yep. yeah oh what about you with your experience in diablo because we all know going for god rolls in that game is a whole different animal Hell. like yeah so Awful. it's like i'm kind of curious Awful. where do you find the balance of crafting an rng and destiny how's it treating you uh it's been fine it's a lot easier like to your point than like diablo 3 like trying to chase those like ancient stats and all that stuff and trying to like min max every single that is horrible i i don't do that anymore thank god uh but in this game honestly i haven't even chased after god roll yet i'm kind of just relying on friends i'm like is that a good stat is that a good is that those good rolls I think I'll probably get into it eventually. Like, I, I'm still very much... I mean, even though I'm 80 hours into the game, I still feel like I'm very much on the surface, right? Like, I, I'm yeah. not really experiencing everything I can at the highest level. I think once I start attempting to do so, then I'll find myself a lot more engaged in the crafting system and, and like, trying to find those right rolls for all the gear that I got. Because I don't even have the right specs, let alone gear. Like, I don't even know what spec to roll yet for my hunter. I'm still kind of just floating around with whatever people tell me to do. They're like, oh, just equip these abilities. It should be good. Have fun. 
because I, like, I look online, like, to, to Brandon's point, like, there's so many resources for places to find information. You know, with some other games, like, it's usually, like, one or two main resources, and that's it. But with this game, I feel like there's, you know, ten different YouTubers, just, like, four or five different websites. It's, like, you can check Reddit. Like, it's, it's oh, yeah. everywhere, right? Yeah, there's a lot of help outside of the game, as you guys have both mentioned specifically, but in the game also, you know, it's, like, some will probably feel a little bit better. Do you... Now, here's a question, because... Do does armor mean much to either of you? Uh yeah. I mean, I I I've been trying to get slightly better, better stats on it, but it's it's huge to me. So I and I'm aware of how the stat buckets work and trying to min max that. I feel like as a hunter, it's kind of obnoxious because I like mobility, and the other classes I feel like can ditch mobility. So it's a yeah. little bit rough when when it would be nice to have mobility, resilience, and recovery, and you're just not going to get that. Uh, so you can yeah. have to make some some calls. But yeah, I, I definitely am, you know, pushing hard into trying to get the right set of stats. And I use D2 Armor Picker. I feel because again, I'm not going to make. I cannot believe people manually assembling armor sets. That just sounds insane to me. So for me. <laughs> Uh, I yeah, I pop it into, oh God, I pop it into mm. D2 armor picker. I pick what perks or like, you know, fragments I'm running on that type of build with the exotic I'm choosing and just get the best build I can. Right. And then, then that goes into dim and then I have dim loadouts and I don't have to think about it anymore when you guys work at least. So, yeah. yeah. Well, one of the advantages of, of making a weekly, uh, Zer video is the armor good stats roll thing is that you can, you get a chance to reevaluate your loadouts a lot. So. Yeah, I'm sure, Paul, you're you're I'm actually kind of more on your camp, Paul, which is that like I have decent loadouts, but I try not to freak out over it because I'm a PvP guy. And even if I was a PvE guy, the stats don't matter that much. I mean, they're not going to make you lose a match if you you can't nerf these hands, Bungie. That's all I'm saying. Like, I'm going to be OK. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so I, Paul, yeah, what's, yeah. What's your she's like, I'm just I'm curious because I'm at a point with armor and you guys are obviously not at the same level that I am. But for once you get enough like resources and golf balls and prisms, like when you get to a point where like class items, once I literally have like one infused up to max level, I never need to see a class item drop blue legendary or otherwise, because one, there are no exotics. And then two, if I've got one at 10 energy, I literally don't need them. I have four class items, one solar, one arc, one void and one stasis. I literally never see, never need to see a class item again. Now I know yep. you guys are working on acquiring mods, my biggest thing is once you get like, now I'm starting to get the resilience recovery, high discipline, some strength, like get those mid 60 stat rolls. Like I'm at the point where I'm getting those and I'm just like most armor is like delete, 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 delete. I delete more armor because whether it's legendary or blue, it may as well be the same thing because I just most of the time don't need it. Weapons, at least with perks, they're making new perks and just I'm kind of at the point where armor I think hopefully is might get a little refresh in Lightfall just because I feel for me I'm you know not much is going to change but for you guys I mean there's a long ways to go so again way too much playtime more of the large probably bigger portion of the bell curve has a lot more to do in the armor department so that's kind of always a nice perspective to get no, so how's the API treating you when it works, it's great. So, how, okay, up. here's the question: How long did it take you guys to figure out about something like, say, Destiny Item Manager, or did you just did your friends tell you go here for like go here now? <laughs> I don't even have it. You don't uh, use Dim I or use any. No nope, I haven't even touched that yet. How many characters <laughs> do you have? Just one. One. That's okay. it. That helps. That helps. Yeah. So, I, uh... so if some, so if you put something in the vault. 
and you need that, and you're like, hey, that grenade launcher's in there, you gotta go to the tower, or the helm, go to the vault, pick it up, swap it out, and then go back to whatever you were doing? Yep, that's what I do. In the meantime, that's it. I When I say I'm casual, I'm super casual. I, I play a lot of the games really intensely, so when I picked this up, it was literally you're designed just like, to be like, I'm take, playing with friends, playing with friends, yeah. playing, having a good time. That's how well, I'm kind of approaching it. I'm going to fault your friends, because they should have told you about them. <laughs> So at least make your casual life a little easier because honestly, if you're sitting there and you're playing, you're like, hey, here's this thing. Oh, you need you need this weapon. You need to fly back to the tower. Well, here's this thing. So you don't have to do that. I'm just blaming your friends at this point. Like if you have friends that you play with, ask them if they use it. And if they don't, then I have questions if they've played for a while. But <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, I have most of my friends are new, but there's like two of them that played for a while. So I'll definitely ask them. Please ask them if they know what Dim is or Ishtar Collective or any inventory management. If they say no. Some one of you guys, please help him. <laughs> uh, but for you, um... yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, so I, I, my friends from the outset were like, use the official app, use the official app. And I was like, I don't want another app on my phone. Um, I just hate, I hate having all these apps on my phone. Um, but I caved in and actually started using it and that was fine. And then, yeah, I started learning about things like D2 Armor Picker and then I think Destiny Recipes to like clean my yep. vault because I am a hoarder. Um, so I have to yeah, clear yeah. my vault out. I've been to his yeah, house. Yeah. He's, yeah, uh, yeah, so. it's, it's a style. Wading through newspapers from oh, the past sure, 30 yeah. years. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think, I don't think my wife would allow that. Um, even if I mm -hmm. wanted, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, and then I found destiny item after and yeah, that having the loadouts and being able to just click a button and swap a loadout is beautiful. Um, being able to grab bounties. I can't imagine like there's bounties. We just haven't been grabbing when I've been playing with friends during this week, uh, where it's like, yeah, do we, we're not going to fly to the throne world to pick up witch queen bounties, even if they'd be relevant to the activity we're doing. Like if we can't do that on our phone or, you know, on an app, then that's, eh, we'll just give up on those. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's nice to have all those tools. Um, and uh, yeah, it would be nice to some that we're integrating the game, but I think the more important thing for the game is just, just tell us the actual numbers behind things. Yeah. So like I, it's, you can't evaluate frenzy if you don't know how long it takes to get up and run it. Right. So um, you know, that's that's just a big or, you know, how long it, it falls off or what the damage bonus is. Do we even know? Does it, the game even tell you the percentage? I don't think it does for Kill Clip, right? Like it doesn't nope. tell you how much of a damage boost Kill Clip gets. Yeah, that's, mo that's mo most of the mods don't tell you any of the percentages yeah. and how much yeah. to increase it. Like, yeah, improves airborne accuracy. Yeah. And oh, then it's that, funny yeah. how. It's funny how like impact is meaningless, except maybe on swords and fusion rifles. And then fusion rifles get a weird thing where if you choose the wrong set of perk combinations, you actually made the gun worse. So is it is it Zen moment that no one knows how it works? Oh, that's There's the one vague one. Right yeah, no Zen moments. Yeah. Yeah. It's been rewritten a couple times too. It's yeah, like, and so people it's are like, little... wait, what does that actually do? We're not really sure yet. Yeah. So. No, that's yep. I'm that's that's a very very fair statement as to what it's just a little more. And I guess I wonder. From a UI perspective, if they're trying to keep things cleaner, if you're looking at a UI and you look, you know, cursor over a perk and you see, hey, after a kill, you reload, you get more damage. But then it's like, if it's if it's rampage, for example, after one kill, it's this percent. After two kills, it's this percent. After three kills, it's this percent. And if you're playing on, you know, say a 48 inch TV on a console or something, you were playing on a PS4 and you didn't have like the highest resolution or something like that, then all of a sudden it gets too jumbled. I wonder those things, but at this point, I'm just kind of like maybe an option in like gameplay would be like show you know detailed tooltips yeah you can clean something. up the ui or you can show more because 
yeah, I mean, that's when, as you said, you go to YouTubers to see, like, is this good? Is this worthwhile? What are the new perks of the season? We've got Cascade Point, and you're like, all right, what? how how long does that last? And then it switches over, but it's not very long. It might be a second that you get to fire faster, so it's good on this gun, but not on this gun. But as you said, you can't really figure it out until you go wandering around the internet. Yep. Yeah. So... Yeah, and some of that's experimentation that, in all fairness, like, I'm going to just let someone else do it instead of me doing because there's no way to value it without actually trying it. But in other cases, it's just a straight matter of, like, if I had the raw numbers, I'd have an easier time just mathing it out or just really making a direct comparison. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Well, we, oh, no. What were you going to say? I was going to say, well, it's almost six. So should we start outroing these homies? Uh, I just wanted to ask one last question. Sure. Um, so from your experiences of Destiny, whether it be from Beyond Light and then coming back now or the months that you've put in the last six months, what is something that has been a very high moment for you? Um, just like, you know, one of your favorite moments that you've had. And then also on the other side, what has been a low moment in your current experience in Destiny as a relatively new new player? Like what's been a moment that you're like, Hell yeah, I'm coming back tomorrow. What's the other one where you're like, I'm just going to throw the controller, but I'm going to leave now. Like, you probably got both sides, so I'm curious what they are. Yeah, uh, minor, even though I haven't done a ton of raiding, minor probably in raids. I think one was when my uh, real-life group of friends, who many of them are very casual and don't play very much, um, managing to get get them through Deepstone Crypt. Because um, I just think that's a fun raid with a lot of, like, it's very mechanics-oriented, yep. but it's not too hard either. So that was just really fun to get them through that, because it was a, you know, I, I've had plenty of other groups where it's really easy. That group was, you know, we had some struggles with with some of us, and uh, but you eventually get through. And it's fun. It's just fun having good, you know, triumphant moments together with friends, right? That's like a, what a lot of videos gaming is that's what a lot of multiplayer video gaming is so that was awesome a low point probably was finishing garden of salvation after that nightmare six hour run um we had some guy who has access to api the api was up of course and was able to see that we were in there for like almost six hours came in and basically like solo carried us through the last boss like literally just could have done it by himself probably and we were just like his fingers on his hand doing the things as he told us to do them and we instantly uh, cleared that. And then I we get to the point where I'm picking up Divinity. But I'm at step three of four on the quest. Because I was told that you could do the raid at step three out of four. And step four was no. in the raid. And oh, no. after doing all the puzzles and doing a full run. Yeah, that was the only time, I think. The only time in playing Destiny. And maybe one of the only times in playing video games in the past several years. That I have ever like very quickly just logged off. <laughs> <laughs> I said bye. I was I was polite as possible. I was super thankful to the guy who like carried us through because he was just some sort of he had like fifteen hundred Garden of Salvation players or something. I don't I don't Jeez. know. They're called Sherpas. Yeah, they're yeah, they're, they're, they're crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah. they're crazy. Guy's, they're, guys, we've actually had a crazy. few on the yeah. show, and all they do is just they just do the same raids, and they love just leading groups. It's just it's just yeah. their thing. So he's crazy. he's amazing. So all the shoutouts to him. Uh, and then at the same time, like yeah, as soon as I said thank and was thanks and was polite, I was just like I'm not playing for the rest. of the you're like, I need to take a mental break. <laughs> I need to take a minute. Yeah. I told one of my other friends, I was like, you're the permanent div guy now. Cause I don't know when I'm going to go back in there next. So that one was pretty brutal. And that, again, that was a, but the, I will tell you, you know, most of the fault goes to, you know, Bungie, I guess we could have been more thorough looking at YouTube videos or reading guides about it, but Bungie's quest descriptions are not very clear on what you need to do. Sometimes. And, and, and it was, yeah. uh, I think he had to go to talk to Eris Morn for step four, I think, um, and spend a certain currency there. And I'm sure if I was doing this in the middle of the Shadowkeep campaign or when Shadowkeep was more of a known thing, like it would have, you would have just casually waltzed over to Eris Morn and realized you could have done this. But um, there was no way to know without having consulted a guide and not missed the guide telling us that basically, right? So like that, that's, that was a brutal experience.
experience. Yeah, so, that's yeah, that's, that's rough. Yeah. After a six hour run. Good. Yeah, I was just like, I'm done. I'm sure if we do it again or if I do it with that same guy and you know, he's like, Oh, I'll take you with my other friends who do it and we speed run it. I'm like, Okay, yeah. at some point in the future, sure. But it's just it was just that was rough. So and again, it was a what what could you know got that off to the rocky start was just probably not great quest item descriptions so so i have step four or four you know divinity sitting in my in my quest now and log and i don't know when it'll ever leave but you know that's fine so Fair. that's <laughs> that painful this. reminder every day that's fun yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. Uh, paul Literal. what about you uh i'd probably say my biggest or it's probably the best moment i've had in the game so far has been clearing that first 100k nightfall that was really oh, nice. felt like an achievement and i did it with two people like just came back to the game too so I didn't do it with anybody like who had already been playing or had that extra guidance. So that was really cool. Just being able to do that with three new players. Like, awesome. We actually got to clear this. This is great. That was probably one of the most impactful things that, and there's been some PVP moments and just like moments out in the world, like little moments, right? Like you're playing with your friends and something crazy happens out in the world. It's just funny. Like someone gets killed by, you know, uh, Physics I, I don't know. In like something so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> something something stupid, artists, right? Just, and then they yeah. ragdoll across the screen. That's just always funny. I always love stuff like that. Always makes the game fun. Um, worst moments have probably just been uh, grinding out those dares of eternity. Oh my god, I remember there was one day. Oh my god. I was like, I'd probably been like seven or eight in, and I was like, I could feel my eyes glazing. I could feel myself falling asleep. Like, why am I still doing this? And I was like, my friend's like, come on, we got to keep going. We got to keep grinding these out. We got to get some stuff out of there. And I'm like, Oh man, how many more can I do of these dares before I just want to just turn off my whole PC for the day? And it was like maybe Dude. four o'clock in the afternoon or something. <laughs> Dude, next time just come over to my place. We'll do it together, and we can just uh, we just raise the the game. Just just hate on it the whole time. That's a, that's always a good way to do it. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think the the part that always gets me is like the monotony of some some components of the game. It's like it can turn into like again the hamster wheel, that endless grind, the carrot in front of you. That aspect, I think, like a lot of like uh, games and service games have done recently, which is they don't respect your time. They're trying to keep you in the game as long as possible. And the way that they can approach that is by making everything as grindy as possible. And I feel like that happens sometimes. I'm not saying Destiny's the worst culprit by any means, but there's definitely aspects where it feels like it's some of the worst grind I've ever felt in my life. Yep. Yeah, that's For sure. that's pretty legit. Like those are both. Yeah, I mean, six hours into a raid and then seeing that the quest step wasn't quite right. That is that is a brutal one, and still sitting there as a reminder is probably almost making it worse every day. But you can no, always I'm, delete it. Yeah, you can uh, delete it. No. And pick, you can delete <laughs> it and pick it back up. You can delete it and pick Sun, it back up. Cost. Yeah. Cost. Yeah, it's just sitting there. Um, yeah, that's one of those. You should just LFG a group. Like, see if there's one out there. Just like I got to get it out of my inventory. Um, but no, I mean, yeah. When that's, I think, why Expedition last season drug the season down because as you both one, if not both, of you guys said Catch Crash was actually pretty fun. Kind of felt like this season's, you know, heist battlegrounds without the difficulty, but still a little more variety, cool stuff going on, stuff could kill you, had to kind of be awake. And then Expedition was so much not. And that's kind of the thing is when you get into that rotation of like wanting to do so much of one thing, for whatever reason, whether you're grinding out reputation, which believe me, I've done that when reputation's boosted or anything. When you get to the point where your eyes glaze over, you're like, yep. <laughs> maybe, maybe time to mix it up, take a break, whatever it may be. Uh, but I, I would probably say in summation, a little more clarity on quests, a little more clarity on perks, a little more just clarity in the game. Have the option to turn on all the text. You can have it off, but have the option to turn a lot of the detail on that is not in the game, that is in the API, because all the websites find it, but it should be in the game. And then I would say the other thing, just kind of some 
path to go an optional like understanding of what the story is a little more of the cinematics in the game and give people a chance to i don't care if there's like 30 giga cinematics that you can download let people go watch the stuff i would love to you could watch it and then delete it if you all care if you just get to see it one time as opposed yep. to just like going to youtube i think so no, I was like, it was really good to get your guys' perspective, and I'm very glad Travis was able to make this one happen, because Cog's taking a break, so he will be back next week. Um, I know we'll have a good guest next week, I've got to look who it is, but it was honestly one of the videos I've thought of doing, and it still is not perfectly effective for you guys, is I want to grab somebody who's never played Destiny, and I want to just like sit in their party and just follow them around in the game, and not say a word, unless they ask me questions, and see what is presented to them and what they do not have a clue why, what otherwise, and see how often I'm just like, all right, let me explain this. This is how this works and just see how much. And that's, again, as you said, different people are going to come at this at a different angle. We've got the lawyer who's going to have his bullet list of, you know, here's a gun and here's the couple perks that he wants, whether it's in his head or typed in a spreadsheet somewhere. And then Paul's taking he does make spreadsheets, by the way. I 100% believe that. If not, I'd be surprised. Can you see his white walls? It's covered in them. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Paul on the other side is taking a little slower, not trying to dive too deep, just enjoying a little casual feel good shooter with abilities and space opera fun. And, to get both of those perspectives is actually perfect. So the fact that you guys were kind of coming at it from different angles of, for one, obsessiveness, and two, how serious you take it all was actually a great perspective tonight. So I wanted to thank you both for coming. Go ahead. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Uh, great for having us. Thanks, well, guys. I'll cook, I'll cook you dinner next time you're over. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tomorrow. as we were, I was going to say, as we wrap up, I don't know if you guys are content creators, streamers, just do goofy things on Twitter like Travis. Um, but if you guys want to kind of go around the circle and tell everybody where to find you and shout out to the 49er shirt. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Bang, 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 Niner gang. You know how we do here. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, sorry if there's any Cowboys fans in the, uh, in the audience, my wife's in the other room. So, <laughs> yeah so actually what's funny about this is we our, our show has one person in texas one person in new york and me in san francisco we're all 49ers fans yeah wow that is that's that's bizarrely and they were not born or lived in sf they just happened to be 49ers i lived fans. in sacramento so, when i became aware of football so that was yeah, why yeah. for me but <laughs> him cog is like some random reason Cog is just, just like well he, he like kind of something? think when yeah. no i think when he well, because, yeah, he's a Mets fan up in New York anyway, so he's obviously going to be against, but he's he like, he wasn't Jerry good. Rice. What was it, right? Yeah, it was like Jerry like Rice and then Steve yeah. Young was one, and he's also just like the colors of red and gold, like, hooked him. So it was like nice. a couple random things kind of like that. So, yeah. Yep. But yeah, as soon as we found that out, we're like, we have a show. We're yeah. all Niners fans. That's what <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> at least we're not Eagles fans. Uh, yeah, well, they're doing well this year. We'll see how they do. So go ahead. Uh, give your shout outs. Paul, go first. Where can people find yeah, you? Yeah. Um, you could follow me on Twitter. I don't really do much on there. I'm probably going to start ramping that up, though. Uh, I did stream quite frequently up until maybe half of this year, but starting in January, I'm going to start streaming pretty frequently again. Same handle, Dr. DJ Funk on, on Twitch. I'll be uh, doing that pretty consistently, probably four times a week. So definitely come check out the stream. Like I said, first week of January. I haven't decided on the first date yet, though. I pop in his Twitch channel comments sometimes to just uh, make fun of his uh, rubbish gameplay. So this is uh, true. Yeah. Recommend other people do that, too. Just be toxic in this channel. hundred percent. Get me, get me riled up. It makes the, the stream much more fun. <laughs> Indeed. Brandon, where can people find you? Yeah. Yeah. I think you've got my Twitter handle up. It's uh BV Strack. Uh, 
Uh, you can also find me. I do a lot of work with the California Constitution Center. It's probably easier to Google that than it is to Google my name. Uh, but I'm Brandon Strasner. And again, if you if you look at the work at the California Constitution Center, I author a lot of pieces for them. Uh, and you'll probably find me if it's, if there's something that's a California constitutional issue, I've probably commented on it, blogged about it, uh, written a law review article on it, or something along those lines. So that's mostly where you'll find me. Not not much in the video game space, but I do enjoy them in my off time. So uh, glad to be here. And he helps me with reviews, as both of them have. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Brandon helped me with. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's he helped me with Ghostbusters. Paul helped me with Gotham Knights. He got to hate on that game. Sorry, Paul. Uh, so, I know. Yeah. It was, uh, not great. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: is if you were lining up for one of those games, wouldn't you say yes to Gotham Knights more eagerly? But then he ended yeah. up getting the worst game. <laughs> so, so, you, know, you never know what you're gonna get with uh, me when I when I invite you to help me roll with the reviews. dice. So, they're great guys. Thank you guys both for coming on. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Travis. You can read all of my articles, reviews, previews on IGN.com. And uh, you can watch me every Sunday on the BitCast show at uh, 8 a.m. Pacific. Uh, Ebontis, take it away. Uh, yeah, for me. So just still making guides on Destiny anywhere I can find something. Plenty of new new people stuff. To, there's always something. I always wonder every season if I should make a how to reach max level guide. And I definitely will be doing that in Lightfall, I can guarantee you. Because there's just enough stuff out there that it does always seem to be relevant. Uh, but other than that, yeah, just kind of seeing where the story takes us in this one and playing whatever variety I can squeeze in in the off time. But yeah, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, pretty much all of the places. Um, you guys are going to GCX in 2023. I want you guys to start stocking up your toothpaste now because I want everybody to give Travis some toothpaste at GCX. <laughs> I will chug it. Chug it. <laughs> so that'll be a fun joke to fill Cog in on next week. But yeah. um, gentlemen, Paul. Thank you very much for joining us. And then now I'm blanking on your name. I did that. Did this to both of you guys. Brandon. Brandon that's Brandon. fine. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm sitting here staring at the wrong. None of your tags are in any way related to your name. So I'm like, nope, Dr. Nope. DJ. BVS is probably closer because it's the B, but outside of that. So, yep. That's all you got. That's the only uh, thing. Yeah. chat. You guys have been on fire today. Thank you very much. And um, for all of you guys, happy new year. Hopefully you guys have a safe and happy new year. Don't get too crazy. Um, you definitely want to see January 1st. So enjoy your evenings, enjoy your weekends, and we will see you guys next week. But for this episode, it has been the last, the last word, last word, the last word. Damn, I came in early. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.